Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 23rd of May, 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Back on Real Mike. And Robert Kemp. Mike doesn't like that. You should get off. <laughs> you have to get up on it. Get up on that, Mike. <laughs> Did you just move your entire desk to try and pull your mic closer, even though your mic is not attached to the desk? I tried to pull me and my chair forward, and the nature of this desk means that the top is kind of slidey. So I slid the desk so instead well, of you're, me. you're heavier than your desk. Is what we've discovered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That is fair. I was going to get up on that mic. Poor old Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, he gets a bad rap. Actually, he gets all the best raps as well. <laughs> he gets all the best. He gets every kind of rap. Yeah. 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 Gets claustrophobic in those battles. <laughs> Everyone's right up on him. <laughs> get, get very close. What about poor old, What about beatboxers? I mean, that must get pretty horrid. Like, he's getting... <laughs> People are literally wrapping their mouths around him. That's what getting up on that mic is actually like. Though. Only because of pop filters that that is slightly spaced. Full on lip smush. Yeah. What happens when Mike D's on the mic? I mean, <laughs> that must get awkward. Like some kind of. Well, that, that feedback loop at that point. Yeah, it just goes around the loop. Mic on mic. So we're a week late, are we? Because of location changes. Indeed. There was Son's internet and, you know, Son's any kind of awakenedness. Because, <laughs> good God, moving house is a. When you've got a, like, a very limited time window, it is a painful period of days. How many days did you do it over? One. <laughs> So it's a period of day. <laughs> it's a period of day, but yeah, there's, there's <laughs> it's not a period of day. But that's the thing. Like that's just the the main day. Like you've got a whole load of prep before that. So I took multiple days off of work to try and get everything sorted for it, and then and then one then that day is just getting stuff here. Like they're just being physically present in this place, not exactly like set up or nice or in any way. So then you spend days and days and days trying to figure out what every box is and moving them into cor- vaguely correct locations so you can then unbox them. So you did label them sufficiently is what you're saying. We labelled quite a few. <laughs> but there were some mystery boxes for sure. But then some of it is just like really bloody heavy stuff. like So all the glass coffee tables and things like that where it's like the actual oh, all yeah. the legs and stuff are super light but like the tops are bloody heavy. So then, like shuffling those about, or trying to shuffle chests of drawers up the stairs mm. and things like that. And we, we left all that for day two. Leave, day, all, leave all of it behind. But then day two had the problem of we had to get all our stuff out of the storage unit because that was the last day we had on the storage unit before they started charging us some more. So it all had to come out of storage on that day. So it was like, okay, <sighs> got an empty what is basically a small shed's worth of boxes, floor to ceiling. And get oh those here God. as well. 
Yeah. So, okay, I guess two days. Then one one day of actual limit, and the second day of imposed commercial limit. <laughs> and then how many days recovery <laughs> for that one day or two days? I of- mean, yeah, I mean, I was my feet were still not happy about the floor being a thing a good couple of days later. And okay, weirdest little ache I think I've had for a while. My fingers hurt. Like I woke up with achy fingers, like from, <laughs> from all like, that like grip grabbing on everything, boxes. gripping yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need free... to do some climbing and get your strength you up in your fingers. Play some three DS. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't got that. Cl- yeah, I haven't used my switch in handheld mode for a while. <laughs> So it was a yeah, it was it was a day, and then some. There's still boxes and shit everywhere, and there's like all kinds of stuff we need to sort around here. Boiler currently doesn't work because they didn't leave us with oil. <laughs> there's no oil in an oil boiler. It's kind of a problem. I would say it's like even... the summer, but it's not exactly. Hot, <laughs> it's it? not quite yet. Really, <laughs> it, okay. it's bearable right now. Is why. Describe it here for you. Like, yeah, for me. <laughs> there was there was. There's only been one night since it stopped completely that, that has been a, and perhaps a little chilly. Actually, when you say oil burning, you mean burning oil. Not, yeah, not just there's oil in the like radiators. Oh that, no, no, no. Be a thing as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. There's a there's a full on oil tank outside. Um, that they sent us instructions for when we get actually get a delivery is like that, that. You know, there's a lot of COVID stuff restrictions and like these guys don't even want to be said hello to. It's like you know, can't even like don't 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 go to greet your delivery man. They'll just do it. But isn't that the ideal scenario? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I guess I can just be sat in here and just like see someone faffing around in my oil tank and assume they're not stealing it. It's fine. It's like how the old coal deliveries used to work. It's just like oh, you can hear them. Tipping the coal into the coal shed. They need to interact with that in any way. They'll just <laughs> shove the bill through the door when they're done. <laughs> nice. You have to like, there's this oil club or something that that no one's trying to. <laughs> I sort oil club. Out <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's like it's like, it's it's like a wine club click. or something. <laughs> but sort of, it's it's a little bit like one of those subscription services, right? You sort of they they you subscribe to this thing, and then you can organise regular deliveries of oil, and then they'll just fill up what you need. Well, I mean, it's more like you're then... organising because that's I mean, like how the coal works. You can even. Admittedly, in the coal situation, there's only like one place that sold coal in the entire like of Suffolk or whatever. So you kind of had limited options, but you're setting up a scheduled delivery for for stuff. Fuel, yeah, yeah. It's kind of important. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to see it, Zach, but behind you, behind where my old monitor box is, there's like a little white stick sticking out, aerial to some kind of. Yeah, so that's called a Watchman Sonic, and that's supposed to be like a radio to the, the tank, right? And it's got a little display on it that's supposed to tell you how much is in there. When we moved in, and for many many days, that has said it's half full, <laughs> which is not true, which repeatedly. is blatantly <laughs> not true. Okay, occasionally, every now and then I've caught it, and it's just displayed like a flashing warning triangle. 
which I'm not sure means like, oh, is the radio down? Or like, I mean, that would be what was my first assumption. It's like, oh, is the radio busted? I'll just turn it off and on again. And then, so, and then after a while, it showed half up again. And it's like, okay. Did they leave you instructions for getting the fuel, but not for like the thing that is attached to the fuel tank that tells you about the fuel? <laughs> there, well, there is a, there actually is somewhere. There's a little manual for that thing. Um, I'm bothered digging it out. <laughs> you probably should. But I just, I just like, why would it say half full? Like, it's like a lie. It's a complete lie. Well, I mean, yeah, if it's some kind of sensor error. Yeah. And I've heard from multiple people that these things that just, just suck, that they are just bad. Well, depend- I mean, like, how would you even sense that, I guess, is the actual question. What is it Wouldn't doing? You just do it with, like a, like, a floaty thing. You could, but that would have to be installed, like, inside the tank. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Well, why not? Just buy a tank with a floaty thing. Yes, that would be. I don't know if that would be a good idea. Like, it's because, like, oils, especially, like a more viscous fluid that could potentially gunk. What, you reckon the float would, like, just. Oh, yeah. what in the actual mechanism? Because it would be in, like, a, in a smaller tube within the main tank, presumably, mm. to make the float work. Or yeah, that maybe. kind of float, anyway. <laughs> I guess we. I guess I haven't worked with oil enough to know what the actual way you measure how full an oil tank is. I think you just. I was like, I'm thinking about how would you do that in an industrial plant? And then the answer is probably you just you just know the numbers going in and out at all times. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you probably don't actually measure how full the tank is directly. No, because you know how much you're pumping in, and yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> but I don't know how much it's pumping in. I don't know how much the boiler's pumping out. And then surely, if you attached a sonic to the other side. At both ends, right? So you could have a sonic at the. Oh no, you just do it both on the tank, I guess. You could have one like what? You could just have an in and out marker on the tank, and then have a radio that just. But flow flow measurement is probably harder than level measurement for a non-industrial scale. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> the only maybe. question is, like, if it's if it's radio, it's a radio signal or whatever. Hmm. It's like, what if it makes it explode? <laughs> I'm sure that's old. That's old school, like petrol station mobile phone situation. Where it's like that's not actually how that works. <laughs> well, it's got a load of dip switches on the back, so a bit of me wondered, like, if I could figure, like, maybe the dip switch combination is wrong. So, because our neighbours have oil <laughs> boilers as well, so it's like I wonder You're if picking you're picking up someone else's tank. Yeah, I wonder. As it turns out, they're all right for oil. <laughs> <laughs> they're at least half full. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's a bit weird. Um, and we like, so there, there is a sort of like temporary solution to that as well, because we can do the thing where you, I don't know if you've ever had to do this on on, on a boiler, but you can get that, like, there's a little braided cable that attaches between two points, and you attach it up, it's supposed to be disconnected, and you attach it manually, and you use that to put pressure back into your system, because the pressure's down because we've used all the water from it. Um, that's not how our boiler works. Okay. okay. Our yeah. boiler just has like, Two taps, like it's it's always oh, linked into right, the main. Yeah. So that's that's the same thing, but, but it's but it's, but it's always two connected. taps rather than the extra tube that you attach. Yeah, like for some reason, this I looked into it. There's some sort of regulation that means you're not really supposed to have that solidly connected, at least not in the system that we've got. Well, I don't know. Um, if it's a solid pipe. It might still be a non-solid a pipe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're not supposed to have it connected, and then you turn the taps off, and then you're supposed to detach it all. So like, I couldn't figure out. I could figure out where one end went, but I couldn't figure out where the other end went. Because it looked, it turns out it was the end that looked the most stopped off. Like it had like a big old brass bit on it, and it's like a massive nut. And it's just like, okay, I didn't think that could come off. It looks dangerous. <laughs> so 
Sorry, <laughs> well, it is a boiler. It's like yeah. te- technically it is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so you're supposed to connect those things, run it on, and then it repressurizes, and then you can, and then the tank's got an immersion heater in it, so we can at least get some hot water, but in the mo- least efficient way imaginable. <laughs> or is it the most efficient way? I don't know. Is it what is immersion bad? I mean, or is it just not fast? Yeah, I suppose it should. It should be super efficient, right? Because it's just like electricity. <laughs> yeah, electricity goes straight into the water. <laughs> But presuming the electricity is more expensive than, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's it. Than is the it other... Yeah, but by, <laughs> by kilowatt hour, I think it is. That's why we don't have electric heating for the central heating much. I, I don't think that's heating. why, though. I think that's more of a like we've been grandfathered into <laughs> into water slash fire based heating at this point. <laughs> I like that phrase, grandfather, didn't he? Well, that's what yeah. we call it. It's a classic. Yeah. I saw that the new, slight tangent, but I saw that the elect, uh, the Ford is doing an F-150 pickup truck that's electric, which is obviously a big deal because, um, you know, I guess loads of people in America, that's all they drive is giant pickup trucks and they don't care mm-hmm. about Tesla or whatever. But if suddenly they have a fully electric pickup that's actually cheaper and more powerful than their existing pickup and it has a trunk in the front because there's no engine there. Um, but <laughs> and another thing it does is it has, it has enough battery that you can plug it in and make go in reverse and like power your house for three days if there's a power cut. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So considering there were those giant power cuts in Texas or whatever like, uh, this year. Yeah, it's uh, the exact market for this <laughs> yeah, type of truck. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty well, awesome. I, I can only assume it would be way more efficient than American cars' fuel economy because they're, they're like, historically terrible, aren't they? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, for some reason, American cars just aren't awful with fuel compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, well, it's because they're cheap. It's cheap, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure, that make really annoying. Sure, they don't make the tanks massive. Well, the cars are massive, so they actually have massive tanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Like that Cadillac with chrome wheels that we rented when I was in Frisco, and also because it was enormous. Also because like America is designed around the cars so much, it's probably way less inconvenient to go to a petrol station than it is yeah. like for us. <laughs> mm, yeah. But that's, that's sort of what I mean. It's like, yeah, surely the distances between useful things are just generally bigger because America. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's yeah, a real pain to actually get there. I suppose that's the other thing with electric though, right? Because the distances between things are more yeah. Are bigger. Yeah, that's you run out of charge too fast. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of an issue. <laughs> electric cars are a bit more practical in UK than they are in America. Uh, and it's good you... enough for trundling around the farm for, a, for for some of a day. Yeah. I can't remember what the range was. I think it was decent, but obviously not as... I mean, with a normal And is that truck... off-road or not? That's the question. Yeah, it had an off-road mode, yeah. I think that probably used more power, presumably, but that would yeah, that's use what more I meant. petrol like, What's well. the range when it's off-road compared to... Because I'm sure the range they're quoting isn't on-road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it will be, yeah. I bet there's tons want of... to talk up, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, but it had a tow mode, obviously, that was pretty, you know, could tow a lot, a lot of torque. But I guess that makes sense. You get instant torque, well, right, with electric Yeah, motor. electric engines are great yeah, for torque. It'd be great for a pickup truck. Yeah, and it doesn't look ridiculous like the Cybertruck. It just looks like a normal. <laughs> yeah. Did that thing ever come out? Not yet. Can you buy a Cybertruck? Uh, well, you can pre-order one. 
don't think it's out yet. <laughs> sort of buying, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think it can't be that far away. I don't know what problems they're having with that thing. All the same problems that they're having with all their other stuff, probably. Well, they get they're it. They're class. That was hilarious. It, I don't think people are actually going to buy that thing, though, compared to the other Teslas. It just looks too well, weird. Well, no. Yeah. It is too weird. I mean, will it get picked up on radar? <laughs> yeah, is it actually stealth? <laughs> that should want people to buy it for. <laughs> I think Same Musk number. just got obsessed with with like high grade stainless steel after they realised that they can make this the Starship out of it, and he was the, like, "Make the it, truck it, out of it too." It didn't have to be super angular high grade stainless. Steel. <laughs> no, I suppose not. You could have just made like a DeLorean or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's still quite angular, but not as angular as the Cybertruck. It's ridiculous. You what? I, I mean, I mean, that's an interesting thought in itself. Just what if DeLorean made an SUV? You, well, you mean in the in the same style as the? As... Well, kind of in the same way that Ford makes. Okay, I'm not. I, I don't mind Fords. The Focus and the Fiesta are fine, but like, and even the F one fifty, it's a fine looking vehicle. But it's like the Puma. Have you seen the new Puma? It's like it, oh, so it's ugly. like they took a Fiesta and just like stretched it vertically. It's ugly as hell. Like it's a and terrible. The, the original thing. Puma was like a Fiesta that made really cool, nice looking. <laughs> Remember I'm that? Was like no, it the Puma or the? Yeah, the Puma was like a low slung, sporty looking thing. Uh, it was oh, I'm a, getting confused. And there was the Cougar, which was another similar thing, which I think they've also turned into a crappy SUV. <laughs> oh. oh no, the Cougar, sorry, the Cougar spelt properly, I think was a sporty thing. <laughs> but then I've got the Cougar that spelt K U G A. Oh, right. I thought we were about to have a Cougar with like. Like Tumblr. <laughs> oh, what? <a> cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past them. It can't be any worse than Volkswagen's names, right? Right, Like, like a T-Rock. <laughs> what, they have the T-Rock, Turan, and Tureg. Well, at least Tureg sounds a bit Germany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit Germany. <laughs> Yeah, don't like your SUVs, Paul. I'm a bit disappointed because I quite like an SUV. I think. Yeah, that's going that way. I mean, no one's buying cars anymore. Everyone wants to be up high when they're on the road. I don't think Ford make make any cars in um, America apart from like the Mustang. They they have made the Focus in America for a while. It's a slightly different thing because they because they prefer the a... Focus Saloon, not the Focus Hatchback. I think there's a difference between making them and people liking them. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't. I think they've. I don't think they make a Ford Focus in America anymore. Oh, okay. They've stopped that. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's weird, it's weird, isn't it? Americans don't really have the hatchback. No, no. I was literally watching a YouTube video about this yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> about what the top cars in America versus Europe are like. But now they don't. A hatchback is really practical, like <laughs> like compared to a saloon, anyway. Oh, I don't know. They just prejudice against them, I guess. Supposedly, one of the main problems is just like the engine power. Like in America. Oh, what, on their terrible octane fuel? Well, it's just like small cars in general because they, they're like generally low horsepower and they just don't accelerate as fast. And Americans just find that incredibly, they just don't like it. They're, oh, they're obsessed with like 0 to 60 numbers. Hence muscle cars. Yeah, hence muscle cars. But like 
that is just one of the main selling points of cars to them. It's just like they require that number to be good and whatever good means. So a tiny, shitty, like one litre hatchback or whatever just won't ever sell. But it's not even, I don't think they even put like massive engines in, in a Focus saloon. Like it's the same bloody engine, right? It's like they, what they do is they change the back half so mm-hmm. it's uglier. Yeah. I think that's just one of the main things. It's just the form factor, isn't it? Yeah, the form factor isn't used at all. You could make a hot hatch and probably sell it over there, like an ST or something. Maybe. But they wouldn't buy it because it's a hatch. Well, because it's small. Yeah, well. They need their space. <laughs> also, one of the things that was pointed out in this video I was watching was just like, he, he, the guy was looking at the inside of a of a regular European car while he was in Europe. He's like, if you look at the center console, you can see that there's no cup holders and we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> America requires cup holders. I require cup holders. I like a cup holder. <laughs> it's a little bit irritating that the cup holders in the Beamer can either operate as cup holders or you can put little plastic bits in there to make them not cup holders and make them like segmented. So like there's there's a thing you can put in one of the cup holders that has a perfectly sized hole for putting the key in. Hmm. Okay. Which is kind of cool, but it takes over a cup holder. <laughs> I guess it's fine if you're only ever soloing in the car, but like the moment you get two people in there, you need two cup holders. <laughs> yes, obviously. I need my drive-through Costa. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why Americans need cup holders. Drive-throughs. Mm. Lots of drive-throughs. Drive-through beer. Drive-through beer. Is that a thing? I did a couple of states, I'm sure. Oh, God. A couple of drive-through liquor stores. Maybe not beer. <laughs> Maybe it's more like real, like, things that you definitely can't drink in a car. <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me you, there are there are drive-through liquor establishments in Australia. But they're not like drive through as you think. They, no. they will, you'll drive up the up to the bottle, as they're called, and uh, they'll open they'll open the boot for you and just chuck them in the back. Okay, you, you don't leave different. you don't leave the car. You just turn up and be like, and they'll just put a crate of Castlemaine in the back for you. It's more suitable for pickup drugs. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the bottle, <laughs> the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the bottle. Get some bottles from the bottle. I think it. Did I watch? I'm trying to remember. Like, I think there was a comedy thing I watched once where they were talking about the bottle store, like being what they called the uh, like a liquor place. It was just called a bottle store, right. and over time, that's just shortened to bottle. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Bottle. You watch Eurovision, Zach? No, I read the headline where it's like, and we came last, and I was like, well, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We came last hard. I, I was like, I was thinking about it because I was like, when I saw the headline, and I was thinking about like we were doing not so bad recently, and I was like, oh yeah, Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah what did we do to piss off Europe? Oh yeah, that one thing. I don't, I don't think we we had a great entry, but it was not the worst entry, not by a long way. Um, it was a pretty generic dance track. Honestly, and his performance wasn't that hot, but hey, there were much worse things. Always. Did you hear that Bill Bailey wants to do it next year? Oh my gosh, yes. 
<laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter at this point, right? Yeah, just, exactly. just throw anyone at it. We might as well have a comedy act. Like, does the UK the UK doesn't really do comedy acts at Eurovision, do we? We no. had that one one that was like school days or something. Wasn't there someone rapping about being at school or something? Well, that was, was the pretty one, awful. There was the flight attendant. Oh yeah, they were pretty bad. <laughs> if you can call that a comedy act, exactly. It was more just like a bad nineties pop group. Yeah, act. It was sort of <laughs> leaning into steps, but in the worst way. I guess theming. They were theming steps somehow. <laughs> they should have just sent the fast food rockers, right? <laughs> Let's eat to the beat. Uh, pizza, uh, pizza. <laughs> that very much sounds like a Eurovision song. <laughs> yeah, we should have it. That's what I mean. We totally should have done that. Uh, that was a fun one. And the, uh, like, I don't think there was any particularly standout great tracks. <laughs> um, but it was still a fun one. Decent. Maybe it's just a, just you know the whole two year thing catching up with me. Yeah, but it's just like oh, <laughs> you were missing it. Yeah. <laughs> Nice to have a, a weird normal thing back. <laughs> the normality yeah. is restored by the weirdness of Eurovision. It was quite weird. And there was one request to play Yaya Ding Dong, so that's fine. I got I crushed said, in the switch. I salute you. I, I literally choose the, chose the winner as the worst. <laughs> yep. Which was funny. And the biggest negative score I think we've had in the, in the Eurovision game. And it was rubbish. <laughs> Not it, was, it wasn't great. It was all right, but it wasn't great. Yeah, well, never mind. For those that don't know, the Eurovision game is like you, you have to pick the winner and the loser, and you get positive points for the, the winner and negative points for the loser. So you want to try and get that that difference as big as you possibly can. And Gnome basically crushed it by picking France and I forget, and Moldova? Mm. And France were like nearly one. So that's. Despite being like a song in French, but using GCC French vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, here's a song in French that we think everyone <laughs> could understand. Let's just say voila a lot. Yeah, voila a lot. <laughs> they might as well have just chucked the Zutalor in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bonjour, right. je m'appelle singer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm called <the> singer. <laughs> you may call me singer. <laughs> Je suis chanteuse. I think that's right. Le bard. Who's French for bard? For what bard? Bard, yeah. Specifically bard. I don't know what French for bard is. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? Bard is not the most common word in English. <laughs> Who's called? It's barely used apart from when talking about Shakespeare and the occasional RPG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're bard, mate. Oh, bard, as in you are, you've been bard. I'm sure that's different. No, I think yeah. <laughs> Inter the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a very. Because I feel like we might be getting near the end of the random section. I'm going to do a very. I think maybe, we are. I'm going to do a very. I, I think the French impromptu bar segue. Bar. Like, there's no segue here at all. I'm just going to go off onto a different topic, right? It's not house grouse. It's tech heck or something. I don't know. I oh, couldn't think no. of a decent name for this. Right. So, you know, like power plugs, right? And you know the type where, like, 
power supplies, they put the adapter on the plug. Yeah. Which way round should they go? Should they hang up or hang down to you? Depends oh, on what they're plugged on, what they're attached to. Right, because I always, I basically, I believe they should all hang down because if you've got like a power strip and or one of those ones with two sides, normally the plugs face outwards from it. So if you've got ones that oh, you mean two sides as in two lines two strips, adjacent yeah. to each other, not two literally two sides. Well, yeah, if you want a visual <laughs> representation, there are two of them under my desk right now, and they're basically two lines. They're both eight power units and like but there's two strips of four basically next to each other yeah and but they face away from each other um which makes sense because that's where the cables would normally go yeah unless you've got one of these power supplies that goes up but if you put one of those power supplies that goes up on it it blocks a port you can't plug anything else in there yep I've had all the americans for years. are going to be completely like Shitting on you for that, uh, coming up with this problem that they've had for like a million years and way worse. <laughs> yeah, of course, because because yeah, they arrange their plug sockets vertically, don't yeah. they? Their ones are all in a line, so if you, if you have any transformers, they all obscure each other. Yeah, <laughs> so dumb. It's just it's such a stupid design. Like, don't do it. Stop doing it. Like, either put them. Why don't they come out like sticks? Why don't they go vertically out? Yeah. Just straight out? Because then if they had them plugged in the more, you'd keep kicking them all the time. Well, yeah, I guess. I have this problem with the uh, uh, guitar pedals. Like, they all have slightly different... Uh, not all of them. Like, a lot of them are 9-volt DC, but some of them have special, um, you know, requirements for AC or, or DC at different voltage or whatever. And they all have mm. these transformers on the plug and they all point totally different ways so that you can smack, smack into each other constantly and you always wasting plug sockets. Like, so, can you get one? Can you get like a little device that turns your plug socket upside down? Is like, isn't there an probably. adapter for that? Because I was looking for one earlier and I couldn't think of anything other than to get one of those like cubes of power sockets that like, so it would yeah. raise it slightly. <laughs> Not that I would use <laughs> another whole one. Whole like, fire hazard going on. Yeah, it? exactly. But I wouldn't plug other things into it. I just wanted to use it to like raise it up. So the fact that it overhung the other socket wouldn't be a problem. I could plan around that. Or maybe you could just get another power cable if, it, if you know the voltage and everything you might just be able to get one that has the cable going out in the right direction i did think about that as well because yeah the, this audio interface is one of the ones that has a terrible power supply so it's going to be in here and i'm going to know about it <laughs> that's the that's the problem that i have when i'm doing the, the stuff at the charity shop sorting out all their electric crap where it's just like oh this this thing doesn't have its cable or it has enough cable but do we have one of these in our big box of cables mm. And then it's like, how do we have a lot, like ten? We have like twenty or thirty different like power plugs, and it's just like, how are none of these nine volt? <laughs> like, that, I guess because we use the nine volt ones, so they never stay in the box. <laughs> We've just got all the weird voltages left, right? Yeah, <laughs> and we've got to worry about like the amp output as well. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But current yeah, output. As long as the labels are all intact, you can just read it and find out what mm. you need. This is what you need. Yeah, that's my mild irritation of today. Also, we have ceiling fans upstairs. Ceiling fans suck. Do you, they, <laughs> do you, why do you care? But, well, because they really affect. Well, because a they look ugly. Well, yeah. like they are, they are inc- actually incredibly effective for air circulation. That part I will give them. But they're also incredibly noisy because they make like a sort of like you turn them on, and they go. <clears throat> 
like the motor is like mm. maybe you need to go up there and oil them or something though <laughs> maybe there's some maintenance that you should be doing here i think it's just the just the, the electric motor right it's just making a horror, like a, mm. it's not it's not the motion of it it's like it's yeah just, well, it's that's the motor it's, noise. it's pushing against the startup friction essentially oh no but it makes that even when it's like spinning and it, it makes the same noise no matter what speed it's at it's like you're hearing transformer hum maybe that definitely still sounds like a thing that's like (laughs) who knows what diy state this house is in it's basically what we're saying yeah it's it's got a few little issues here and there there's a tap that's basically falling off that's standard yep um some questionable color choices for paint upstairs well that's not a diy issue really well i mean you got to do DIY and paint. Painting is DIY, right? Yes, but it's not like a. It's not actually a problem. <laughs> it's not a physical problem that you can't deal with. Putting your internet in the kitchen, on the other hand, that's a problem. Yeah, probably. That's probably not the smartest place to do it. But then again, considering the situation in you know all of our houses, pretty much, it's just like you don't really get much choice most of the time. <laughs> well, it's just like wherever the internet comes in is where it comes in. And yeah, that's what I you're mean, stuck with forever. I guess they shove it out the front of the house. I mean, here I think the telephone cables are all external. I don't think there's anything under the ground. Yeah, as far as I can tell, like they're all like classic old school poles and wires above everything. Yeah, and um, so they did. They took the lazy option, as far as I can tell, and we're like, well, the, tele- the standard telephone wire comes to that corner of the house, so we'll just put the socket on that corner of the house, rather than like wiring it to a useful room. Well, I mean, yes, that's what you would do. Or that's not what the that's probably nothing to do with the homeowner. That's probably to do with like the original BT or yeah, something like that. So they just just fitted it there, and it's, it's super annoying. So I am actually going to get um, a mate of mine who's going to run the what we're going to do is going to have the master socket stay where it is because that's actually kind of a pain in the ass to sort out yes because that is like you legally British Telecom or whatever <laughs> they yeah. own it or <laughs> I don't know how that works but yeah it's a bit weird um, and so we'll leave that there and we'll plug in the modem the fibre modem there but then we'll ru- what we'll do is we'll run an Ethernet cable outside outside the house because that's actually the easiest route to, to, so we'll, we'll, we'll do it like a sky engineer does like with the aerial cables we'll run it out of the kitchen and, and over to here this office room so i can actually get proper internet to this pc that we're recording on right now rather than using an incredibly horrible setup with my work laptop running internet connection sharing <laughs> which really sucks i could just get a wi-fi card for my pc admittedly that's an option but i want other things in here the whole point in this room is to put the tech in here and you always want a cable <laughs> and now that you have a house that you can do shit to more easily. <laughs> it's like, why not? <laughs> exactly. I mean, no one was worried about, oh, are you going to put a cable outside? It's going to make, it make the front of the house ugly. And then, then I had a good few minutes pointing out all the cables that attached to the outside of this house. There's quite a few. <laughs> it's like, I don't think adding one more is going to make much difference. And also, like, I mean, this is not, the, not a useful argument in any way, but when are you ever looking at the front of this house? Not when you're in it. Well, I mean, there's nowhere to really even stand out there to look at the front of this house. No, it's, it's relatively close to the road. It's not like we have a front garden or it's set back particularly. But uh, you'd, you'd rather come inside. Come in. just, you should have just... The obvious character is like, well, would you prefer to run a cable in the inside of the house? <laughs> Obviously not. Well, we, we talked about that, yeah. And it's like, well, she's like, well, you could run it under the floorboards. And it's like... 
could you maybe yeah (laughs) but we're on the bottom floor so it's like that isn't always the case like it's probably concrete right under here yeah, this house is probably new enough that that's exactly the way they would do it. That's how they built our last place. So yeah, it's like, and, it's, and it's the same sort of age. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, no, I don't think that would be... I mean, there's plenty of walls to go through as well. At least two walls and a front door to navigate. Not the easiest solution. Just go outside. Yep. In the sunshine. There we go. It's my house grouse and tech heck. Probably some more house grouse still to come. Oh yeah, <laughs> the house <laughs> grouse new that... new season of house grouse is yeah. just beginning. I bet there'll be I bet there'll be something like we thought we leveled the um, washing machine properly this time. Do you know how it used to make well, a hell of noise? Well, yeah, it, it makes a hell of noise. It used to rumble enough to make the coffee table, like drinks on the coffee table, like most of the distance across the house would visibly rumble like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so now, now we think we've got it leveled, but it's still every now and then, like when it gets really, really going, like it seems to make a hell of a noise. Like, I, I don't know if the drums just busted from the move or something. And it's eventually going to tear itself apart. So that would be fun. <laughs> Great. But uh, key information has been discerned about this place. Domino's is available. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is the key. That's all we. That's all you have, though. That's the problem. I mean, well, I mean, we'll go and need them. It's like there's probably. I mean, I guess they're not. Well, I don't, able to I don't deliver... mean there's literally. That's the only option for pizza you have. I mean, that's the only one that would deliver. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, I probably can't get a. I think I don't know. Do they deliver? Is there just eat in Needham? I, well, maybe. I guess you could potentially, but where where even else would you get one from? Well, I get Wongs or something. Yeah, get Chinese in. Oh, I can't wait to come visit and get some Wongs and the, and the mysterious other Chinese that's there that I don't think I've ever tried. I'm finished. I haven't had Wongs since I was like twelve. <laughs> so that's gonna be, it's probably <laughs> not, not the same Wongs. Chinese chips. I, I thought like I thought Bonds that fish and chip shop had shut, but is it's like something else now? Is it, or is it still? I think they as sold, as they reti- Well, they retired, didn't? And they were my, our next door neighbors, like the Bonds. Yeah, because the other retired. fish chip had already been taken over. Yeah, and then Bonds was like, so. "This is the real fish and chip shop still." Yeah. and then it's like they're the, they're now they've got as well. <laughs> the other one's just called the Chippy now. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's not. Good. I mean, that's the helpful branding. The chippy. Let's go down the chippy. Literally. Should have called it the gym. <laughs> the gym. Yeah. That was our old classic. I'm pretty sure there is a like a bar. I, I, well, I thought there was a bar in Bury St. Edmunds called the gym for ages because they basically had a sign outside that looked like you could order pub food. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it turns out it's a gym and bar. <laughs> it's like it's actually yeah. a gym and a bar. So it's just, I'll go down the gym and <laughs> so you don't have to go in the gym bit. So it's not fake. It's just, it's just. That's how it works. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit. Oh my god, my leg is cramping. Something awful. Ah, that's helpful. Yeah, sorry. Especially because you're attached by a very short cable. Oh my god, <laughs> I've been so crampy of late. Like since the move, like I'm cramping like real bad. Oh, so, it's all that gripping, <laughs> gripping things and moving and shuffling my legs. <laughs> I don't think shuffle is running. the right the right verb for moving furniture. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I haven't done a lot of running, but. Yeah, ran, yes- ran yesterday and did a very slow plod earlier in the week, but oh, 
Christ on a bike. And that's the random section. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, though. So. Rob's cramping <laughs> is the mother that we move on. Oh. It's time for the news. Uh, what's going on? I mean, we were staying at the Barlows's last night, and I, I did cramp up in the middle of the night. And because I've got a small kid, I had to try not to. I tried like <laughs> like dull my because like, I scream really quite badly if I cramp in bed because I can't do anything about it until I jump out of bed. Mm. And so, like when it when it kicks in, I'm like, I, 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 there's a bit of a squealing pig moment. <laughs> so I was like, I'll oh, keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Ree. <laughs> 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 okay uncomfortable news what's the most uncomfortable news that we have this week um, well I'm vaguely relying on you lot this time because I'm not yeah but well that hasn't really been much I don't think is there anything we care about Time Splitters is back Time Splitters yeah uh, Deep Silver who are part of THQ Nordic have reformed Free Radical and like the studio is still called Free Radical um after, I mean, which is a bit weird because, like, do do Crytek own the name Free Radical? Because Crytek like bought Free Radical back in the day. Done that thing with the table again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, like, can they do that? Uh, I guess that maybe they can. They just have to change whether it's like PLC or Limited on the end or something. Well, assuming that they did actually take that name. Yeah. Or maybe they just bought the people. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Anyway, they're, yeah, they're reforming Free Radical with the intention of actually making a Time Splitters game, um, and they've brought on two of the two of the original members of Free Radical that were quite like important. Like David Doak is the important one because he was on he was from Goldeneye. His, his lineage comes from there, and but like rare games, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, and then he went off and made the Time Splitters game. So it's like, ooh, they've got the real people. Sweet. But then a bit of me is like, what even is a time splitters today? Like, what would it just be a retro throwback shooter? Battle Royale. <laughs> oh my god, no! I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. Oh, there'd be a lot of characters. Well, like, yeah, but it's like it basically just is Fortnite. That's like what time splitters battle royale is. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> they even have time travel in their universe. True. <laughs> and floating snowmen. Yeah. And giant hands and duck men. I don't know if they had a banana. It does seem like something they would have had. Yeah, they had monkeys. They had a lot of monkeys. That was kind of the running joke, wasn't it? It's like, here's the short ass character. Yeah. Because we need one after the whole on job thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably just going to be remakes, right? But, but then why get the original people in to just put out a re- remaster? Unless you really have to do work to make it like, feel like a modern shooter. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. But they may, you don't need the founders to do that, presumably. You just get any old shooter studio in to take your assets and modern it up. Get Bluepoint on it. Borrow them off Sony. and then Because <laughs> they could just remake anything. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so get excited. This probably means that Time Splitters Rewind might get shut down, but probably or just bought up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take, maybe. take that amount of work, even though that's maybe too much of a direct remake. Possibly, yeah. I mean, that was the whole point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. to completely rebuild from scratch the the original games into some 
combination package. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Mildly exciting. Watch mm. this space for three years. Um, uh, I've got a little note about something else. Like I saw on a tweet um, a few days ago, or probably a couple of weeks ago now. I've lost track of time. <laughs> time is meaningless. Uh, but according to an earnings call, I think it was an earnings call, uh, less than a quarter of EA's revenue these days comes from their game sales. What? Yeah, less less than a quarter comes from game sales. The rest of it comes from live services and FIFA Ultimate Team. I feel like we've probably heard close to those numbers before. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that goes a lot. That's a bonkers difference, though, and it goes a long way to explaining why EA have focused on this nonsense for so long. Because it's what makes them money, right? Yeah, it's lucrative. Yeah, it's hugely lucrative. I just don't understand who these people are that spend all this money on. On FIFA. On FIFA. But you'd think that the mo- I would have better. still thought that the most... I mean, I, I unless I'd, I'd heard this, I would have thought that most of the money from FIFA comes from people buying the new copy of FIFA every year of someone year. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without knowing any better. I mean, is there an equivalent of like the Ultimate Team thing for like Madden? It's not as... Ridiculous, but there it is. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> well, in every EA game, that's basically that now, right? Like hockey, I guess. And yeah, golf. Hmm. Or are there, too, are there too few golfists? Yeah, maybe maybe they don't have. An old, but you, can, you also don't have a team in golf. So, well, I guess you kind of do in some situations, but not not in the same way as a football team. I mean, yeah, is the team like the <laughs> the ultimate golfer caddy combo? You'd have to introduce caddies. Or you, or it's just like the Ryder Cup, but except we've not Europe versus USA. It's just like two random teams. <laughs> yeah. Unless they really did make it into like some sort of tactical esport, like Mario Golf, Speed Golf. <laughs> NASCAR on EA, yeah. Although I'd be oh, wait, EA have F one now as well. So like, because they have Codemasters. Oh, we might, yeah. So you know. We might see some like F1 Ultimate Team. Like again, it's a bit weird because there's only like two people per team. But like, unless you're hiring the entire pit crew, or like Toto Wolf gets a card. Or well, something. I mean, that, that's like now you're getting into the manager. Oh god, now the other leg's cramping. What is going on with my body? You're getting into the manager games now, not really the just the F1 game. <laughs> you want to pull? Oh, true. Yeah, but then it... F1 manager twenty. 21. But then F1, yeah, I thought the Codemasters F1 games had sort of lent into a lot well, I mean, of like, management in the career stuff. Yeah, but that's just like how EA football games started having. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, was, that mode was kind of fun. Sure, but like. Especially if you're dicking around in multiplayer. There's always a way to form a monetization strategy that involves yeah. buying cards of people. Yeah. Even more people in Madden, isn't there, than there is in FIFA? But yeah, you'd think like making a team for that would be even more expensive because there's like the twice as many people on a team, right? Because yeah. the two lines and and more people on the field to start with, yeah, marginally. Ultimate rugby, <laughs> yeah, 15 aside, it's even more than NFL. <laughs> Have EA ever made a rugby game? Probably. Well, I don't know about EA, I mean, people have played, people rugby, have yes. played rugby games, yeah. 
it's hard to tell because I'm sure the last time I saw a rugby game actually come out, it would have just been called like rugby and then a date, right. <laughs> which is just like, you can't really tell whether that's EA product because it, that's what it would be called. Yeah. <laughs> EA Sports Rugby 21. I don't know what they, I know there's a smeg ton of monetization in in 2K games as well, like NBA 2K. Yeah. Right? But I don't know quite what their monetization does. I mean, like, they have an ultimate team equivalent. Ah, do this. Okay. That'd be it then. I'm surprised no one's tried, as far as I know, maybe they have. But no one, or, well, certainly none of the big people have tried to make a new cricket game, like a 2020 cricket game. I mean, because now it's all funky, they could probably actually make it kind of cool in the same way as baseball games. I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess, and I bet, I guess you know, cricket 2020 hasn't ever been anywhere near as big though as like well, no. MLB. Or... Except maybe now because of India, you probably have quite a big market for that. Oh yeah, as maybe. a video game. <laughs> I guess these. Yeah, you're probably right. But then, like, what what is gaming like in India? Like, do people own consoles? Like, is is it like what percentage of the population kind of, without being too like racist, <laughs> I guess? Like, I don't know much about the culture, no. but like, is that enough? Is that an affordable thing for enough of India to make it worthwhile? <laughs> what right? sport do you need to sell to Brazil? That's the classic yeah, football. That's yeah, a... it is just football again. That's the problem. Soccer, but yeah, cricket seems like that should should have been a thing that someone would have tried by now in in the modern age of cricket. Yeah, I mean EA did puts out some cricket games, right? Yeah, well, I mean there have been more recent than that. Don well, Bradman doing his thing. Yeah, there's definitely com- there's definitely companies making cricket games, and they definitely turn up on Xbone. But I don't think I've ever seen one that specifically tried to be like 2020 style. Like it's always just regular cricket, hmm. or maybe the options could let you make a shorter. But it's just not it's not framed as being cool in any way. It's just like his cricket, dynamic <laughs> cricket. I don't like cricket. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And that's pretty much the news I had. So you guys can lead the rest. Well, there was the... We go back a topic and have the convenient segue off of Fortnite into Epic versus Apple. Because that lawsuit has started for reals. Right, what's going on? I don't remember very much, but there was, you know, there's been... The funny thing about it is that, like, all the times that you talk about potential video game lawsuits and you say, oh, they'll just settle it out of court so we'll never know. Mm. This one is actually happening for real. So now we do actually get like real actual information. Yeah, because yeah. there are some, we talked about some stuff before, didn't we, that Apple were like, some of the documents have been made available, like, yeah. like Apple's estimates on how Epic actually functions financially, for instance. Yeah. Um, but but then it's like, now we get to see now we get to see what Epic's like internal PowerPoint presentation about this whole situation is like. And it's like Oh wow, they're actually gonna show that. It's pretty funny. Okay. Well the main thing that came out of seeing that is just like after the speculation when this first half with this lawsuit situation first happened, it turns out that everyone was completely right that Epic had planned this all along. It, like it, they totally knew that this was how this was going to go down and like how they were going to react and all this stuff. Well, naturally, because they would have had to have got ahead of it to make all their materials in time, right? Yeah, but like 
that's what everyone suspected would happen. But then this PowerPoint presentation is like, yep, yeah, they totally had a plan, and it was like it has a project name or whatever. <laughs> oh, did it? I forget what it was, but it has. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Various sounding, and then. And then, of course, you get the classic, the, the classic like corporate PowerPoint presentation thing that you'd get in this situation, where it's just like you get like weird PowerPoint bullets that are just like Epic is not going to be seen as the good guy in this situation because we're too big, and like they're, they're, it's just like it's these very obvious like when you actually see them sort of laying it out, where it's just like at least they kind of understand that everyone's going to shit on them for this, mm. for this whole thing because <laughs> there is some like self-realization about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's risk assessment, right? Yeah. Someone's not doing their job if they don't, don't look at that. And that is that. another thing that people have been saying about this this whole project slash PowerPoint thing that has turned up, where it's like, whatever consultant company they hired to do this risk assessment did a really good job. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They definitely have pointed out all the problems with this plan. Hmm. Whereas, or whereas if you take the Apple version of this, where it's like the Apple internal memos and powerpoints it's not like oh it's an apple thing it's not, it's not nearly as interesting it's like it's hella apple it's, like, it's all clean and nice whereas the epic one is like it's, it's very representative of the company culture essentially wow it's i mean that's an interesting point in itself like like so if this internal apple stuff isn't particularly open and no. maybe honest or no maybe they're a little bit hesitant or do you do you think that's the Apple culture, or do you think that's actually a doctored document? It's like, here's what we actually wanted to release. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's... I don't know if there's... Well, I mean, presumably since it's court stuff, it can't have been... Ed, they must have, like, edit dates and everything on those sure. files, so they'll know if it's if, if it's been intentionally made that way since. It still seems weird, though, right? Like, you'd think... A, I think you'd, if you're a company operating at that high level, you'd have to be honest... Sometimes, or there are maybe they just don't write that down. They just like well, berate each other in meetings. Well, or it's a matter of like being honest, but not as direct. Like mm. you, you'll say that there are problems, but you won't necessarily say what the problems are. <laughs> it's the classic corporate technique: <laughs> refer to this thing as a problem, don't say what the actual problem you're referring to is. So and like, and, then, and with, then throw the word synergy in somewhere. It's just like they did with you know the whole half stone casting the Hong Kong situation where it's like they're never going to refer to that as that they're just going to say there was a situation hmm. a Hong Kong situation <laughs> no they're not even going to say that they're just going to oh the situation yeah they're just going to refer to it as a, a, a what did they say what did Blizzard say I think they called it an esports situation <laughs> which is like <laughs> it was so bad that, that's about as vague as they can get yeah but yeah so the Oh, don't worry about it. It's only an esports situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, that is the thing with this court situation is that the, you know we're actually going to see stuff, and then they had the <laughs> the thing that people then picked up on, which was funnier but less like interesting, and also like a total throwaway thing was just like when they came to talk when for, I don't know why they ended up talking about this in this court battle, but they ended up talking about the banana from Fortnite, Peely, Peely. And it it came up as a as like a, a lawyer and the defendant or whatever actually had them for a moment discuss whether Peely was naked or not. Right. 
Because sometimes he wears clothes, but on the base skin, he doesn't wear clothes. So does that mean he's actually naked and therefore it's like a higher PG rating, whatever? Okay, where is his face? He's called Peely. Is the face on On the peel? On the skin? (laughs) Does the peel count as clothes? Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the face is on the skin. I don't think he's peeled very much, even though he is called Peely. But what's wrong with it? I didn't think this podcast would cover. The face is on the skin! (laughs) I mean, Bugs Bunny's naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what is the problem here? He's a banana. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the I think the implication is that because in some versions he wears clothes, he's a banana of style. <laughs> <laughs> That's just dumb. Yes, I mean that. Wait, is, why does it matter? Well, I mean, why does it, it matter doesn't. in this court case? Like, how the hell do yeah. they come onto that topic? From <laughs> is it like is it like like talking about like some kind of. Uh, service guidelines or yeah, something like from Apple like to be like, oh, you can't have this character because he's naked. Yeah, because it's something like age rating thing. <laughs> but he's a banana. <laughs> there must be like, like there must be a Peppa Pig or something like somewhere where like the characters aren't wearing pants. Pants, yeah. And it's just like, and it's like, yeah, but he's a pig, and pigs are always naked. And it's like, he's a banana. <laughs> I mean, pro- probably on on some level, that is a discussion that kind of has to happen in court, like. You have to define these terms. Mm. I, like, I'm sure there's precedent or whatever because there always is. But like, I'm sure someone somewhere needs, or just the judge needs reminding of the like way law works. At yeah, some, level. So, yeah, some <laughs> lawyer somewhere goes like, oh, "I'm referring you to the 1974 case of Tom versus Jerry." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where both characters are butt naked. <laughs> And beating the crap out of each other in a domestic situation. Although it definitely doesn't seem like that should have been relevant at this point in this court proceeding. <laughs> we no. don't need to get into. I mean, unless they were trying to immediately go to like, so what other parts of the user agreement has Epic broken? <laughs> yeah, I think that that must be it, right? They must be like, they must have a list of like everything they think they may have potentially broken. But then, surely Apple, if that is a, what that is, surely that really puts Apple under the microscope in the wrong way because then they have to look at. Everything like, ever, on yeah. <laughs> surely there, there must be stuff on the, the like if that if that thing in particular about a banana being naked being a problem, a banana man, I guess. <laughs> Not banana man, but a banana man. Yes, what well, banana man was naked as well. The banana man had a blue suit though, didn't he? Like actual, but he man. has a transformation sequence. Where does the suit come from? Where <laughs> oh, does his regular clothes go? Oh no, is it like an is it like a Sailor Moon transformation? Where they're all yeah, naked they're, and outlined. There's a naked a for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if anyway, if a banana can, if a banana man can be considered naked, what does that mean for anthropomorphic animals? Or yeah. like, or like, there's got to be all kinds of them. Or like problems. an apple with just arms and legs just hanging out. Yeah. It's fruit ninja, just a, a just a cavalcade of smut. Yeah, but they're not anthropomorphic. No, I guess not. They are just fruit. <laughs> they're just fruit. I don't think <laughs> say an owl is just naked. Is Sonic the Hedgehog naked? I mean, no, he's got shoes and gloves on. <laughs> I assume Peely's wearing shoes even when he's. I don't. I don't know what his bottom half looks like. I've only ever seen the top half. <laughs> It's pretty weird to be naked apart from shoes and gloves. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's like that opposite. Work. <laughs> no, uh, but mean, that, that's that's grandfathered in by Mickey Mouse, right? You yeah, can get away true. with that. Mickey Mouse, yeah. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Mouse wore pants sometimes. Did, when did he not wear pants? Yeah, he always had the red shorts on, right? Well, I mean, 
That's you, his, that's his classic mouth, isn't it? The top half it still counts as being naked. <laughs> and that's still a problem. It doesn't it grandfathered in from like Felix the Cat or something. Yeah, I guess. That would be a better example. I mean, yeah, he was... But he didn't wear anything. No, he was... He didn't even anything. wear gloves or shoes. Actually, what's Did the version of... Mitch, like, oh, isn't one of, one of the epic... Sorry. Oh, the epic Mickey you're thinking of. Yeah, isn't one of the epic minis? Mi- minis? Mi- Mickey's totally naked. Yeah. Os- Oswald? Yeah, yeah that's one. it. That's it. And then the other thing that I know even less about this lawsuit, but I heard in passing, is that... that They've basically sort of had to rope in like Microsoft and Nintendo. Like they've had to have representatives from Microsoft and Nintendo come in to sort of talk about their technologies, I guess. Oh, okay. Or yeah, maybe their terms of service. Or that just to say that Microsoft and Nintendo don't care about the microtransactions being locked in or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or like how Fortnite works on their system or something. Yeah. I hear that, that's what I hear anyway, that the, the other companies have managed to get roped into this situation, which I'm sure they're real happy about. I wonder if it's like just because like there may be someone wants to ask the question, so why aren't you suing them? And they're like, well, we don't care. <laughs> Fortnite makes a shit ton of money on the, on, if, as long as it's on our platform. We don't care. But, you know. I think the reason I heard them t- how heard this talked about in terms of Microsoft in particular was that they because this is a court situation and everything has to be very clearly defined I think Epic was talking about Xbox and then the judge was like so do you mean Xbox the games console or the company or <laughs> like oh, I see. You, have to, right. you have to be very specific about which Xbox you're talking about yeah okay that makes sense do Microsoft take it? I guess they still do, right? That must be part of their, their TOCs to take some money out of... I'm sure. Out of transactions. Yeah, but maybe the cut's just not as insane. Or maybe that's why they're being called up, to be like, well, why haven't What's you your sued... cut? <laughs> yeah, why haven't you sued Microsoft? Because they're, take... they're doing the same thing as Apple. Yeah. Or so... maybe they aren't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Microsoft allow it. Who knows what's going to happen with this, but apparently we're actually going to know something about it. That's maybe the yeah. important thing. <laughs> Court transcripts and shit are going to be available. It's fascinating, and it's like just it's a bit like the Epic Store, isn't it? Really, Fortnite makes enough money that Epic can just sort of have fun with their cash to an extent. Like <laughs> I know, fun of laws. Yeah, I, I mean, I know in terms of the the like the Epic Store, it's like okay, it's an inv- they're, they're planning for it to be an epic an epic long term <laughs> investment. So eventually, the store will be a thing, which you know, jury's still out on that one. Yeah. Um, but the court case, like, it seems like they really don't care whether or not they're on iOS or not. I'd, like, that was always my intention. It's like, let's just shake up the industry a bit. Well, I mean, that's what they say. Yeah. Where they're like, we want to make it better for everyone by getting rid of this thing that Apple does. <laughs> All devs. Oh, well, that, that was another bit of this story. I guess I'm just remembering bits of it. But, mm. like, it, it was sort of already known. But before... I think slightly before Epic did the thing that got them kicked off the Apple Store, <laughs> changed to Fortnite or whatever, mm. they'd formed the. There was this coali- this non-profit organization coalition that had formed of like devs, just like a bunch of random devs who were like, "We don't like Apple's policy." And Epic was one of them. But then through the court proceedings, it's like 
now we can look up the the like legal information of this non-profit organization and see that Epic were the ones who made it. It's like th that was part of the strategy. It wasn't just a coincidence. It was literally in the ramp up to this thing that they knew was going to screw them. They were like, let's get all these other devs on board so they can be on our side. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, I heard it. It had a silly name, didn't it? This, this coalition or... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think I did hear about that. But it is just when you when you when they came to that through the through the legal process, it's just like I, they it was it did start to look a bit like these other devs were sort of just cannon fodder. <laughs> they were just Epic was just using them as a human shield essentially in this battle that they were about to have with Apple. So mm. it's not painting a particularly good picture, but it's all corporate tactics, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's not like the little companies were suing as well. Surely they're not no. libeled out of this, or no? They probably thought it was a perfectly innocent Liable. thing to get to get a better cut out of that. Yeah, <laughs> in some way. Oh yeah. If Epic are not are offering a cut as low as low as they are, like I can I can wholeheartedly see the devs need a bit of incentive to perhaps go on Apple. <laughs> so where the <laughs> So the Apple terms of service confuse me a little bit because, like, what happens if I buy crypto on an iOS device? Is, is that, that an in-app in purchase? Is that an in-app purchase? Yeah. Does I that does that cost me thirty percent to do that? If, or, or what about investment apps? Like, what if I use Robinhood or whatever it is to put buy some game stock? Well, they already have a middleman. You know, there's already value being sent to them, so presumably it's just integrated if it is in the Apple one. Yeah. Like whatever they charge you probably includes the Apple cut. Oh, I wonder if it's. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Like, I wonder if it's like, say, Coinbase, for instance. Certain transactions out of in and out of real money have a fee associated mm. with them. So I wonder if they can only take a cut of the fee, as opposed to the actual money. money. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Even so, that I mean, that just muddies the whole thing, right? It's it's weird. Yes, I mean, maybe they'll get to that in these court cases. Who knows? Who knows how much, like, how deep the rabbit hole will get on this, or whether the courts will just get bored and the judge will get, get <laughs> super pissed and just dismiss the whole thing. I'm just sort of imagining it now. Like, judge got bored, sort of wandered off. <laughs> Came back out. after reset and said, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What else you got? Um, there was, there's been some slight Smash Brothers rumors, I guess, in the head of because we still haven't heard any more characters for a while. It Is was, it Waluigi? Well, that was one of the things where there was someone discovered this mysteriously, well, this recent and mysteriously like updated Waluigi render, which doesn't seem to be related to anything. I mean, it's really odd, isn't it? Because it's, like, it's, it's I'm not sure it's in the Smash Bros style, is it? Like, because it's, it's not, he's not got denim on. He's got like that weird plastic. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just. Well, I, they're not quite so denim as they used to be in Smash Bros. Now, but like brawl denim, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was well denim. But isn't yeah, it like a running not joke now that Waluigi isn't in Smash Brothers. They can't put him in yes. at this point, can they? I mean, that is pretty much the whole thing about Waluigi. It's a massive troll. I mean, it's just Waluigi being Waluigi, really. He's fulfilling his actual goal. <laughs> yes, he is a troll <laughs> inherently. So there's that, but, you know, there's also the um, uh, the voice actors of Crash Bandicoot and the bad guy in Crash Bandicoot whatever he's called, Neocortex, 
the, the voice actors of those two characters on Twitter were were talking to each other in a you know not talking to each other way, mm. a public talking to each other conversation right. about how they'd recently done some voice recording for an unspecified project that wasn't a crash game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now everyone's like, oh, that might be Smash Brothers. Oh, that would be. I'd be into that. Actually. Yeah, I mean, it's real obvious. Yeah, that is just one of the characters that should probably turn up into Smash. That would be that would be interesting though, because is that who owns Crash? Activision, Activision right? Yeah. Okay, so oh yeah, because Crash is on Switch, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then in which case, that's all right. I bet me was like, is that a Sony property? Is well, that... that shouldn't necessarily mean anything either. Well, I don't know. There's still that whole. You know, if it's only a game that's been on a Sony console, Sony could quite rightly just be all like, yeah, you know what, it, like, we're not... Well, sure, but... But then you got Metal Gear... Oh, no, Metal Gear was on GameCube, right? So Technically, yeah. So, so, yeah, I guess that's how that worked. Um, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII hadn't been on a... On anything On a Nintendo platform, <laughs> right? I mean, VII's been on PC and all kinds of other places, sure. but VII's not been on a Nintendo platform, is it? Until relatively recently. Yeah. Way before... Way after Cloud came out. Yeah, way after he was in Smash. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm even though Crash isn't a PlayStation character now, I I think people still see him as as one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got that heritage. And it would make sense to be like if you've got Banjo from Microsoft, <laughs> you might as well have Crash from Sony. Yeah, even though neither of those are technically true, but. <laughs> Well, Banjo is, right? Banjo is definitely I mean, yes. Microsoft. Now. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. What, what? I mean, classic style. What moves would he really have other than his spinning spin? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could... I mean, he does occasionally have a bazooka-type thing that fires the fruits, right? That's in the newer Crash games. Oh, is it? Oh, I guess the new... Yeah, maybe Crash 4 adds some stuff that he could actually pull I think from. it was in one before that as well. I mean, he's got a jet... Doesn't He's got a jet ski, he's is got, he? He's got yeah. a jet... A, yeah, a jet ski type thing. And a cart. And a jet pack for being in space yeah. at the end of one of those games. Crash Team Racing, right? He's got a cart. <laughs> I don't think that necessarily makes sense. I've waited down Mario in a cart. Dragon is um, Smash Ball, or whatever it's called. Like Ultimate Smash. Uh, Final Smash, that's it. Do <laughs> you reckon his Final Smash is going to be like, oh, here comes all the other Smash... Uh, the other Smashes? Here come the other Bandicoots. I mean, maybe. What else would? What is? What is an even more signature move for him? He, he just dies a bunch. That's his final smash. <laughs> <laughs> he falls down a hole, but but the hole lands lands and falling into an, end, an end, endless hole. He just lands on you, or just a bunch of crates. A bunch of crates fall on the enemy. <laughs> That's pretty much just what Crash Bandicoot. No, I bet that that bet that'll be his down B. Right, he just ma- magics a crate from somewhere to throw at someone. Yeah. His whole moveset will be crate based. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some TNT. Maybe that's, yeah, every now and then you pick up a TNT crate. Well, it's like Peach, where you're just pulling crates out of the ground instead of tur- turnips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be something like that. <laughs> Probably. That kind of makes sense. I'm okay for hearing that TNT noise, though, because that's kind of cool to like crash TNT counter. Yeah. I mean, I know it's Sony and it won't happen, but like, I don't know, Ratchet and Clank could be a. I mean, there's another obvious pick. one, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know if that's. I mean, I was thinking about it where it's just like, at this point, we're definitely reaching the stage where the, the characters that are left to get into Smash Brothers 
are either ruled out by various things or like so obvious that you, you wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> too, too, yeah, <laughs> too big to fail. The only one that I thought of where I was still like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea, but it's no way that that's actually going to happen because it's actually too obscure. Unless Sakurai does his thing of like digging up a super obscure character for no reason. Like Ness or whatever. <laughs> well, I guess I want that skill, but relatively. I still want Earthworm Jim. He would make a brilliant yeah. Smash character. He has a perfectly great moveset for Smash. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> but that while we're on sense. the subject of Earthworm Jim, yeah. is Earthworm Jim naked? No, because it's the suit. But he's got the suit. But he's like out he's of the suit. Right. He's the worm, right? He's the worm part of the, the are, suit. Is completely he, individual from the yeah, worm. Yeah, there's periods of time where he is out of the suit, pretty much. <laughs> yes, there is. Can't have that on a Nintendo console. <laughs> I suppose if you want to get even more pedantic about it, it's like, do earthworms technically have genitals that could be considered offensive? Like mammals, totally, <laughs> obviously, like Mickey Mouse or whatever. Yeah, dude, the, the, the bananas, though. Yeah, bananas, though. <laughs> I guess you could argue about bananas being very phallic to start with. <laughs> that probably doesn't help them. I'm totally. Oh, man, Ophram Jimmy would be a great pick. Yeah, he would. He's basically got like. A perfectly built-in moveset. So even like his guns are just like smash attacks in his game. Like they don't have very long range, yeah. even though they're technically guns. There would be some really great, like I don't know, like the assist trophies could be fun as well. Like just bring in Psycho or yeah, maybe just Psycho. Well, I mean, all then I was like, obviously his final smash has to be dropping a cow, right? Yeah, a cow just randomly has to fall on the enemy, or maybe you have to launch <laughs> it at some point. At some point during the fight, first, or that's his, or like in uh, from Jim the game, that's just his entrance animation. He launches the cow as part of his entrance oh, animation, I see. and so then it's... at some point the cow comes down in his final smash. <laughs> cow launched, excellent. It makes so much sense, but it's clearly way too obscure. <laughs> it's not nice. Why? Modern day obscure, I guess. Yeah, but no, that's such a classic. They'll probably bring Mayor Hagar in before. <laughs> I don't know about that. And that was that's the other classic problem. Like you can't, you obviously can't bring in anything from Marvel versus Capcom. I mean, you could. I mean, you could, but you you can't really. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Set Radio characters. I mean, it hasn't launched on a Nintendo platform. I don't think you can get the JSR remake on Switch, but... Well, we already said that they should just clearly just put Lethal League in. Latch for Smash. Man, yeah. That'd be good. Or Switch for Smash. Switch, Switch would be good, yeah. <laughs> Bring Switch in. He's not as good a character, though. No. But he, it's the name, that's the important. <laughs> get the Switch on the Switch. Yep. <laughs> I just want so anyway, to uh, strong bad and the Homestar one or <laughs> Yes, but that's the, that's the classic argument of like they're not actually video game characters. Yeah, fair they enough. do technically have a video game, just like Goku. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that's the main argument. Yeah, like Goku seems like it would be an obvious pick, but that's why he wouldn't be in it. Like Naruto, maybe you could you could easily throw like any, almost any big anime character in there and be like, yeah, they've had a billion video games, but hey, they're anime characters. Yeah. They're not they're not video game characters. And that's obviously like that's not 
the goal of Smash characters, I don't think, even though it's been getting away from that in some cases, like Byleth and Pyro and Mithra, I guess. Mm. It's normally, you know, they're looking to include some historical context for their inclusions into Smash. Ring fit guy. You, you, we fit train. We already discussed this. Why, yeah, why, know, why is it not a skin, or why was it not <laughs> ring fit guy? But, 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 fit but ring fit could have different different moves, right? Like, like, yeah. But now we're now we're getting into the other discussion of like, why doesn't everyone have Echo Fighters? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing. But I, I, I think yeah, ring fit doesn't cover the same ground as we fit. They are different. Th- I mean, yeah, okay, the yoga moves are kind of like there might be a few of those, but like, you know, there's a there's a I don't remember anywhere in Wii Fit where I had to do a bow and arrow action, and it's like, well, I could just use the ring for that, and they could have, like have that could be used like B projectile. <laughs> well, and then there's another projectile they could have actually because there's an action where you're moving around where you squeeze the ring in while you're and running, shoots, and it shoots that yeah, air blast. Yeah, and his jump could just be like blasting the floor <laughs> with it. It's like there's, there's quite a few things they could actually do to make him a little distinct. But it would have just been an Echo Fighter still. Even with distinct moves, that's still allowed, apparently. Sort of, yeah. Especially if you if, if you if you happen to be Crom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well there's not many other like new Nintendo things they could throw in really, is there? Like he's the obvious pick if you want to throw in a new Nintendo thing. Is he the obvious pick? <laughs> I mean what other new what other Nintendo things have they not covered? Well, I'm not saying it has to be Nintendo. <laughs> Not, I mean, yeah, if Nintendo wanted to go in house and didn't want to throw in another Fire Emblem character, yeah, because hopefully they don't want to do that at this point. Oh, dear God, let's hope not. Well, I mean, I was about to say you should just bring in some; they will just bring in something else from the Mario universe. But we already got a Piranha Plant, so maybe not. Mm. More... <laughs> maybe they kind of ran out of ideas on that front already. More Pokemon. Well, that is the other. There was a brief like resurgence of rumors around. Oh yeah, that was the actual. That was actually part of the story. There was another... It was like an anti-rumour for Pokemon because someone... someone I don't know if they unearthed the files or heard about the recordings, but like... What, what in the Giga Leak or something? Or? No, it's, it's not related to that. But basically, the crowd chants oh, in right. the background of Smash, mm. because those are localised, the voice actors who do those haven't been called back for the localized countries which rules oh, out any pokemon yeah because they're all because they're all localized for the for the language interesting <laughs> yeah huh does that mean like it has a weird effect where like if you're playing in french for instance the crowd that cheers on the pokemon is a different crowd yeah to the... i mean that used to be the case in the older games i mean yeah sometimes it used more to be noticeably in fact yeah that must be a little weird Although supposedly that doesn't entirely 100% rule it out because for Pyra and Mithra, who in French, I believe, would have had a different phrasing. Because maybe Pyra doesn't make sense in French, I guess, just yeah. being a fire thing. Apparently that that crowd chant in French was just recorded by the Japanese voice actors just speaking in French. So oh, I see. it doesn't 100% rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's great in itself, right? Have the slightly English sounding. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Smash news. Yep. Or Smash not actually news yet. I haven't played Smash in months, so it's going to be interesting. So we're going to be doing that tonight, presumably. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to go back to it. Well, it would be great, because like, I think there's been 
well, there's Pyromethra, and I think there's one other character I haven't played as ever. That <laughs> you somehow forgot. Oh, no, God, I think it might have been when I don't know if I've played it much since Steve turned up. Or did I? I don't know. I've lost track. I mean, you, you complained about how Steve is impossible. I can't so play as Steve. Played Steve. Yeah, I, can't, I know I can't play as him. He's a nightmare. Steve! Yeah, I... I they'll, 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 okay, okay. Here, here's, a, here's a left field suggestion. Right. They'll figure out a way of making Death Stranding run on the Switch. <laughs> Why? So they can throw in... Yeah, but they don't have to make the game on the Switch. That's not part of this process. <laughs> the game franchise does not have to be out on the Switch. They'll just put the baby in. No, not even Norman. <laughs> not, not even. Oh, I guess I'll have a problem putting Norman Reedus in, in this match. Yeah, they would. <laughs> they messed up possible. <laughs> they get up at the bridge, baby, in this match. I mean, I'm still hoping and also fairly like I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen that we've got to have Master Chief. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, one obvious, day, one day it's got to happen, right? I guess they're just waiting for Infinite. Maybe that's season three or something. <laughs> is there going to be a season three of Smash characters? That's the, uh, it, like that's the thing. Whenever I see the thing where it's like, oh, there's three more blank slots because Nintendo accidentally already leaked that there was going to be one bonus character after the end of this battle mm. pass or character pass, whatever. But whenever I see those three slots, it's like, there is there really, <laughs> <laughs> or is there infinite slots? Is this just going to go on forever? I mean, it could. I mean, it will go on until they've got plans for another console, right? Well, because they're not going to put out another Smash. Yeah, but well, I mean, we would have said the same thing about like Splatoon, <laughs> and eventually it'll run out. Yeah, I don't know. Splatoon feels more like, and also they like, did, they they clearly weren't like planning to like infinitely expand that because they're not they weren't ever charging you to expand that well, other no, than the, other than true. the solo content, and it's like, but it also seems like they. Sakurai is definitely more of a creator controlling aspect to Smash. Like he might just be done. He might consider it done and not be like what. Not, it might not just be based on what the community and the financials say. Yeah. <laughs> it might be partially his decision. And as much as he clearly loves it, he's, but he has wanted to get out. Yeah, he's done a lot of work. Yeah, and he's, you know, you get tired of it eventually, mm. even if you like it. <laughs> Grass is greener. Although the other half of that, the alternate side of that argument is just like, but what else does he do? <laughs> what did he make back in the day? Like uh, more Kirby games? Yeah, like... I mean that is the other angle that he has, but that I don't think I, I don't actually know if he's related to the modern Kirby any longer. No, I doubt it. Not the last couple of iterations, but maybe not since like the clay one, mm. or even the woolly one, maybe. And I saw an incredibly brief, this is not Smash related, it's another random bit of news, but I saw an incredibly tiny headline that was like, rumours about Metroid Prime 4. What? And the the quote that supposedly has come up from some Twitter somewhere is like, we're going light, not dark, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, okay. That's probably so good. there's a third Samus that's like, <laughs> oh no, they're going to go back to like Metro Prime 2 with the light and dark where we've, we've already got dark Samus, but now we're going to have another light Samus, except it's like a separate entity light Samus rather than just light armor Samus. Well, yeah, we weren't light Samus, we're neutral Samus. Yeah. But we didn't know. But you get the light armor in 2, right? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, I didn't play too much. 
I think they, I think I don't think they were necessarily meaning light and dark in that context. I think they were means like story. I think they were saying we're not going to make a yeah. dark, gritty Metroid Prime. Yeah. We're going to make a regular ass Metroid. Oh, I hope it, I hope it's not like L I T E light. No, I don't think it is. Like we're making a tiny Metroid game, you know, a crappy little one. It's not what anyone wants. But you know, there was a cliffhanger at the end of Metroid Prime Three, technically, that they maybe want to tie up. They might not. No, I mean they could easily not. Been, it's been long enough. And as I've said several times about Metroid Prime 4, I'm really hoping to not see any Metroids or Phazon. Because <laughs> mm. I need to get away from this. But it's called Prime. Yes, that is the problem. Except as, as I've also said. And it's called it's like, Metroid. <laughs> well, that, yeah, as I've also said, the, the trouble with that name is that it, it theoretically ties them to stuff, but it really shouldn't. They should, they should be able to have Metroid not have Metroids. Could they just call it Samus? I mean, or Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, you have to call it Metroid. But like, that doesn't that doesn't have to mean the actual creature Metroids. <laughs> or maybe you make it like a bit like the disappearance of bees, where it's like, where have all the Metroids gone? Well, the whole story of every one of those games is like the number of times we've come down to the last Metroid, and then suddenly yeah. there's a bunch of them again. Mm. <laughs> I guess that only happened like twice, technically. But it's like, why are there so many Metroids here? I mean, maybe they can just take this last game to just wrap it up. You know, wrap up the Metroid story, actually kill them off, or keep them forever. <laughs> Make the space pirates a proper, like, act- the actual bad guy. But they have always been the actual bad well, guy, the, kind of. Yeah, but there's always something worse. Well, there's always the commanders are worse. They're always technically space pirates under the command of another thing. Hmm. Because they just love to be subjugated. But they did seem to be getting more independent in original Metroid Prime. Yeah, true. Ridley was just there as a a weapon, almost. He was Hmm. not really in command of anything. Oh, Ridders. Except I don't even remember, because, again... Classic Metroid problems. I don't remember where exactly in the timeline that happens. I'm pretty sure Metroid Prime happens before Metroid Two. <laughs> well, what before the one they remade for 3DS? Yeah, right. I think it's before Two, and then Super is after Two. Oh, is it right? Mm. So Super's actually after everything. Yeah, I think Super is after everything except Fusion. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, fusion might actually be after it or everything because Cause, it's, cause cause, it's weird. Because you escape. Because when they redid Super into Zero Mission, where they explained the Zero Suit, because mm. when you're taking off from Zevez as it's exploding, but you don't make it and you like get caught up in the explosion and that fucks up your suit, and then you do Zero Mission and Zero Suit Zevez, and then when you get the new suit, that gets fucked up by the, the virus? Par- Parasite X yeah. or whatever it's called. And in, in reality, the whole the Parasite X thing is actually like that is the end of the Metroid story in theory because well because you're sort of merged with the Parasite. Well, the law is that the the Metroids were actually created to fight Parasite X because Parasite X is like worse than Metroids. Hmm. Like the Metroids were actually meant to help control the even worse thing. <laughs> Standard. So you know that's how they need to wrap that up. I guess that's. You know, Metro Prime Four will, have, will bring back the Parasite X, and then, and then whatever they called the Parasite version of Samus. 
I forget what that was called because it's like you just think it's called Dark Samus. But it's not Dark Samus. What the hell is that thing called? I think it's just called X Samus. I don't think it's called X Samus. Samux? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that either. Samus? But yes, the X Parasite version of Samus. I don't know what ha- actually the story happens in. I never Fusion. finished. I never finished Fusion. You blow up the space station as is traditional, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the parasite survives, and maybe it doesn't. So yeah, Metro Prime Four. We may hear something about that. Apparently, if we're getting these kind of tiny leaks starting to appear, I mean, I, you know, you would hope we would hear something about it. Even. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Definitely, it is about time. But then also, Bayonetta Three. <laughs> Yes, I guess. Although that's not really Nintendo's fault as much. Probably. Well, we don't know. Yeah. It's Nintendo publishing, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I'm saying that it's probably not Nintendo holding back a reveal for their press conference in that case. Well, no. Unless Platinum really aren't as far along with development of that. With whatever the hell else they're up to, yeah. <laughs> the uh, occasionally rumored return of Scalebound. Yep, <laughs> to a Nintendo platform. Yeah, I think that's probably news, isn't it? We didn't say anything else. Indeed, it is time. What you've been playing? Uh, I guess we've had a few weeks, so uh, Zach, you better go. Yeah, you'd be glad to hear I've only played like two things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, technically three, I suppose. So a lot of these two things. Yeah, a lot of these two things. One of which, well, I guess both of which we don't really need to talk about that much even. So the first one was Minecraft. I got back into the mod packs and actually played two different mod packs, like alternated back and forth between them, depending on what which one I was feeling more like hmm. on a given day. So are these like completely separate mod packs or are they some of these mod packs that sort of still blend? Like, Well, they still have some of the same mods in them. Yeah, yes, that's but... what I thought, yeah. <laughs> They play quite differently because one of them is well, one of them is another Skyblock esque one, and one of them is more like normal Minecraft world. Okay, yeah, ground, <laughs> dirt craft. Uh, yep, block craft, <laughs> not Skyblock. <laughs> Does block dirt, dirt block? Yeah, dirt block. Ken no, block. I, mean, I think. Well, stone block is a different one. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's it's like Skyblock except it's it, the entire world is stone instead mm. of being in. in in nothing mm. <laughs> but yeah i played another version of skyblock which was based around the well it's not really based around it tries to integrate the old equivalent exchange mod which is now called project e which is that weird mod where like everything every resource has an energy value and you do you convert you convert objects into energy and then you can turn them back basically so you can take like a thousand cobblestone and then just turn that into one diamond or whatever because it has the same energy value. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> That's what that the Project E is about. That's an old school mod, though. But So this version of Skyblock is sort of designed to... Because the problem with Project E and and old equivalents of change is that it's incredibly overpowered, obviously. Mm. <laughs> if you can make anything out of just energy, then it's... And, and also... In the old versions of Equivalent Exchange, it had, like, you didn't just use matter and convert it into energy and then convert it back. You had, like, straight-up energy generators where they just made energy over time and then you could just make matter out of that. Okay. Which then just becomes incredibly overpowered very quickly. It's not really equivalent at that point. No. (laughs) 
basic rule of alchemy. But yeah, so this this skyblock thing tries to sort of have everything revolves revolve around the equivalent exchange, but it like it introduces a lot of limits on how much you can actually do. Mm. So you can't equivalent exchange every type of resource. You can only do like the very basic ones, and then you still have to build the other mods automation stuff to mm. filter down into the equivalent exchange resources you can actually do the conversion in. Oh, I see weird. So there's a number of like base points i guess that you can exchange between but you have to break everything down to yeah. those base points and then build it back up it's like you can you can use the equivalent exchange to get iron but you can't use it to get steel so you still have to do like use the iron and the coal that you can create out of the energy to turn into steel interesting to do other things with it's, so it's like yeah it's like an elemental exchange like for some definition of elements yeah. in minecraft yeah there is another version of that of Skyblock with equivalent exchange that is like literally elements, hmm. where they just put the periodic table into Minecraft. Okay, and you can just like take hydrogen out of the matter exchanger and then feed it into Space Chem or something yeah. to turn it into something. Else. I didn't get very far in that one. And then the other one I've been playing, the more traditional one, is a is another attempt at making a sort of a tech tree progression style, where you start in like prehistoric and then work through the industrial age or whatever. Which is much more simplified because it only uses like really one mod for each of the ages, essentially. Mm, interesting. So I've got to sort of the early industrial age where you're on, where it's where it's using immersive engineering is the mod where it's like conveyor belts and like large machines mm. before everything just turns into one block machines like traditional. Right. So so what happens when it converts then? Like, do you lose access to that other mod? Or no, it's it's again Does it just become like irrelevant well yeah it's still the same sort of thing as the equivalent exchange thing where it's just like it takes a lot of effort to get your first piece of steel but then by the end of the immersive engineering tree you're you can manufacture steel through all those machines like quite quickly so it's not so much of an effort so you have it all and then you use that steel into the next stage but you're using way more steel in that next stage than you would otherwise hmm. that kind of thing it's gated by inconvenience hmm. <laughs> and well, yeah, literally unlock. Well, no, I guess, I guess there aren't unlocks because some of the other versions of that concept I've played do literally have unlocks, which like you literally wouldn't be able to craft the thing even if you have the materials. Okay, yeah. Whereas in this one, it's just like they've just modified some of the recipes in in each of the mods to basically interlink. So it's like you need a resource that would normally only appear in this mod to go into that other mod. I see. Yeah. So yeah, I did quite a bit of that. And the, the the immersive engineering thing is also paired with another really old mod that I was familiar with, the forestry. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've talked about that before. Automating tree farms, except actually what forestry is about is breeding bees. It's all about bees. <laughs> I do remember the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. So I was like, oh yeah, I remember how this works, except it's actually slightly easier now. Because <laughs> actually forestry was a, was such an old mod that that did have to get redone, even in like the 1.12 versions. <laughs> I was about to say, like, okay, because they would have had to done work just to get it to work in current Minecraft. Yeah, right? this isn't yeah. current Minecraft, though. Oh. This is still 1.12 Minecraft, but forestry is, like, even older than that. Right, right. Forestry is from the same age as, like, Buildcraft, like the original uh, okay. yeah. versions of that idea. But, yeah, it's slightly easier now, mainly because you can just see how the bees breed. Like it's just you just have, you just just basically have a recipe book where it's like breed this bee with this bee and you'll get this bee and it's like it's not hidden information any longer <laughs> or look it up on a wiki. Do you want to do you want to see the bees breed? Do you want do you want 
This is why it's not on the Switch. <laughs> this is why it's not <laughs> on Apple. <laughs> yeah, this is why you can't, can't get these mods on iOS. <laughs> you can see the bees breed. They're all naked. <laughs> they are all naked. Although I guess the queens actually have little crowns. Oh, right no. So they're Hello. technically not naked. <laughs> oh, no. But does that make it worse? Because they've introduced... Because they sometimes have clothes. Yeah, because they've introduced <laughs> the idea of clothing to bees. Does that mean that the idea of nakedness as a concept is now added? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's Minecraft. Um, <laughs> that was that, that sort of classic Simpsons the other day. There's a joke where the, the, the kids aren't they? Barton Millhouse. It's like, oh, it's a beautiful day. The birds are out. Bees are having sex with them. Such is my understanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such is my understanding. <laughs> yeah. And then the other main thing that I played, which. Rob helpfully referenced in the test recording at the start of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Get hyped for town. Get hyped for town. Get I went way back and played. Banished. Yeah, played banished. Huh. <laughs> what? Well, that's, that, a cla- was... that's a classic video on that. On that yeah, it is a classic video. Yeah, it's where get hyped for town comes from. <laughs> until they started making what was it? Until they made that game that was Project Town yeah. or something. One, until it became what's called town. Until it became a little town hero. Yeah. And then we weren't hyped for town. No, we weren't hyped for town. <laughs> but yeah, I went back to play Vanished randomly. I was in a mood for a city building esque thing. And originally I was just going to play City Skylines because, you know, <laughs> that is the one. That's the one. And I was like, oh, let's just go and play some, let's go old school and play Vanished. And according to the save files, I hadn't played it since 2015. <laughs> Vintage. Because <laughs> the save files still were in, were in the save folder, apparently, hmm. wherever they were secreted in my documents. <laughs> I know what the word secreted means, but it's just like whenever someone says it, like I don't think about hiding something delicately. You think about like secretions. Just think about, yeah, it's just oozed out of you. <laughs> I mean, that is also a valid thing to say about save game files. Sometimes. They do just sort of appear. They've oozed out of the software. So yeah, I went back to that. If you're like a, was... I know this isn't banished, but if you're like a average guy like me or something that used to play some city can you just play can you just pick up city skylines and it's like that or yeah assuming right. you played four right and not well, 20 whatever it was the crap last sim city well you'd probably be okay coming from three thousand and two thousand to skylines does crap sim city run well on a modern pc like by what definition of crap since now, for since five? Yeah, whatever yeah. the last one was, the one that killed Maxis. <laughs> I don't know how well that runs. I haven't tried it. Like because you're, well, the I, problem with that, like that the simulation was just a bit hardcore. Yeah. Well, and the whole server thing. Oh, that. Yeah, and the way the like trading between cities work. And, oh, yeah. and all the bugs that I discovered. I take it back. Let's not talk about no, that. Let's. <laughs> yeah. City skylines. But yeah, city skylines should be totally fine for anyone okay. who's played. Any SimCity, pretty much. Also, because City Skylines doesn't is well, I suppose it's not like SimCity didn't have a tech tree essentially unlocks over time, but City Skylines has a more like tutorial oriented version of that, where it's like you can only do certain things at this point in the game, like milestones. Yeah, milestones is what yeah. they are. It's like you don't get a police station until you've got a certain amount of population, so you don't even worry about it. Right. Well, that's quite good. Yeah, I think I. Because it's a bit of work. Don't waste your money on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so yeah, I went anyway, back, banished. <laughs> Sorry, when it went back to banished, and initially I was just going to you know play some banished just a little bit, and I also went to the Steam Workshop and looked at what mods I still had subscribed because <laughs> they were still there. I was like, oh yeah, I remember these mods that like make. That I didn't really have any, you know, massive overhaul type things. I just had like little tiny adjustments like store instead of what stockpiles where everything just gets chucked in one big pile i've got the mod where you can have individual stockpiles for like wood and iron mm. or the, the various resources that go in stockpiles so i was like oh yeah i remember that so i went in there and played some of that but then then i re- remembered that much like factorio vanish had one achievement i never got oh no <laughs> i was like oh no then I remembered that, and I was like, and also like Factorio can't do that with mods, right? So you got to play base, <laughs> you got to play base Spanish. And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember why I didn't do this because it's kind of dumb and ridiculous, <laughs> and also is one of those one of those achievements where it's like maybe the dev didn't fully think this through when they were creating <laughs> this achievement. Just like Panzer Dragoon remakes, like play for a hundred hours when the game's like an hour long. <laughs> yeah, maybe kind kind of similar. Because there's achievements for, like, have 200 citizens, have, like, 600 citizens, have 900 citizens. And I already had all of those. And then, so, but this achievement is for, like, have 500 citizens after 200 years. Okay. And you'd think, because you have the achievement for getting 900 citizens, that would be fine. Because it's like, obviously, if you get 900, getting 500 shouldn't be difficult. No. But the problem is that the 200 years part of that... Because, like, you can get 500 people by, like, 80. <laughs> right. But you've got to try and just last that long? Well, you just have to basically just sit there and do nothing for 120 years. Oh, right. So you, if you cross the, the next threshold, it doesn't trigger the last? No, it's just you have to have that many people okay. in the town when 200 years hit. You just have to play for 200 years. Yeah, you yeah. just have to run the game for 200 years and have 500 people at that point. Right, yeah, but you get there. But because it's so easy to get that many people that early, you're just like, well, I just have to see if... Is there any draw for playing for two, a 200-year game? Is that the... Well, the other trouble with it is you might then think, well, if you have the achievement for getting 900 people, why don't you just keep growing your town? Mm. But because the game starts to slow down, the more people you have... Oh, I see. There's no reason for you to not have exactly 500 people for that whole period of, like, the extra 120 years you have to play. Just leave, yeah, just leave it running and hope they don't kill themselves off, like, in black and white. Or yes, something. but unfortunately, you know, there's only so much that can be... <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's only so much that can be, like... Or well, you don't exactly call it automated. Those you can only like let the game run itself to a certain extent without you having to interact with it on a, a certain scale. Like it's there is technically ways to make every resource infinite, but it's not stable infinite. Like you can automate your trade depots to, so that every time the trader comes past, it automatically buys. A certain amount of stuff but unless you unless you very precisely balance that number to be the exact amount of that stuff that you're using on a per year basis you'll eventually just overfill your stockpiles and then it will jam up and you'll just die <laughs> so you can't just totally like afk this game mm. at that point you still have to like interact with it to just like fiddle with these little imbalances and keep everything balanced for 120 years Jeez. That <laughs> but that's pretty tedious luckily i had because 
previously I had been trying to get this achievement, I had a save of my last attempt that was like year 130. Oh, okay. So, you got... <laughs> so it's like, that's at least saved me at least 50 years from the point where yeah. I would have had 500 people. Fair enough. And then I was just like, well, maybe I'll just listen to a podcast or something. Leave this running and just look at it occasionally. Yeah, I can keep a, I can keep enough of an eye on it without having to concentrate. I'll, I'll I play can... something on the Switch whilst listening to a well, podcast. Yep, I also then... did that. Yeah. I was like, I played a little random bit of, um, what's it called? Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, cool. Played a little bit. Well, although I found that actually too much concentration, even for the AFKness in Banish. Oh, right. Looking at the Switch and then having to constantly get in and out of the rhythm. <laughs> Was there? Have you opted into the DLC in Cadence? No. Or? I mean, I've. Got, it, I say opted in. Thought. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, there was that little mini, like the free part of that. I forget what they added. It's like there's. A, I think you could. They did add one more character. I think even in the base game. Yeah. Oh right, but for free. Yeah, was know. it was it the bard equivalent though, where like the rhythm play you play the rhythm? Oh no, that was no, just an option. Mode. Yeah, that was <laughs> you just an turn option. that on. Yeah, there was another character. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't try it or see where that was. I didn't see it in the menu because it just. I started a new game and it just does the normal sequence. Mm. I'm sure it's a special option somewhere. Um, and then the last thing that I played very briefly because now we're going to play it more, maybe. Because Deep Rock Galactic was on sale, so now now we actually have that, not just yeah. a free weekend. And I enjoyed our time with the free weekend, so I've yeah gone in with you. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was good fun. Rock and Stone! We'll, we'll see how it goes with just the two of us for a while. Yeah, I suppose we should have poked Kippers. Yeah, maybe. Has he been online? Is it still on sale? Poke him. No, it's not any longer. Ah, it's on. I caught you. Well, when I said it was on sale for like the next few hours, I literally meant the next few hours. Oh, okay, pause. <laughs> but yeah, we got in on that. I mean, you know, I I can probably convince at least one other person to join us, maybe, from the IRC side. Maybe get your PC sorted out, Dan, and join us. It's, it's a bit left for Daddy, I guess. Yes, yeah, but the problem mm. for Dan is less the PC situation and more of a can he control it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because it's an FPS yeah, 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 and he's yeah, still yeah. got the... He's still adapting to left-handedness. Yes. I haven't actually... Yeah, I mean, I could just about do <laughs> Deus Ex. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's got controller support. You can play it that way. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess it. Oh, that'd be and good. now, it, actually, in the last patch, they've allowed you to rebind the controls on control. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually has proper controls for support now. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad option. But yeah, um, so we'll probably play more of that. But I went back in briefly and, well, continued, I guess. <laughs> Continue. I'm still trying to work out whether whether we're going to run into the Left 4 Dead situation of the difficulty level going too abruptly right where it's like this side is too easy this side is too hard and yeah for two people that's just insurmountable i think we'll probably be okay on difficulty three because we've only been doing difficulty two and that's I mean, actually quite easy yeah and i mess and i guess we could actually start joining randoms, randoms yeah. yeah although i'm i was kind of confused about like how exactly that works because i mean it's entirely lobby based right we'd have to just and let people... Well, it's not though because there is a server browser, so you can mm. actually see a straight list. You don't just randomly join; you can you can pick from the list. And then yeah. when you in like your option menu, you have like enter your server name. 
And there's also a toggle for like locked classes. So it'll only let people in if it's an, if the class is free. Oh, I see. Right. So it will lock you out of having all four of the same class or whatever. Oh, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I yeah. thought you had to. Oh, no, 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 it's good. I, I thought you had to play individual classes. But, but no, judging by the server list, like that's probably the minority that turned that on. Hmm. Like most servers seem to have the just whatever class just come in. <laughs> I, I, actually, I hope that is like, like some game needs to add that like the whatever class i did see a server that just had like four drillers oh god <laughs> it right. was probably pretty funny but yeah. they can't really get around can they well apart from they can just drill through the walls well, well, they don't have they... to get around they just dig straight to the objective <laughs> yeah, like, well yeah except where there's like no no wall right i guess they just dig a spiral up into the yeah, into just, the void just... That's the helpful thing about the drill. You have mm. infinite space to work with, technically. Or not really infinite, I'm sure. I'm sure there is a limit. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've done that, where it's like, you can just grapple somewhere, and it's like, where it's like, well, I could build a platform staircase here. But no, I'm actually going to just pickaxe a staircase into this wall. Yeah, that is kind of the tactic when you don't have the platform class or whatever. I mean, it's kind of cool that the game lets you do that. You can just sculpt your way into the into the level and that is sort of one of the benefits of the driller like you, people don't like the driller generally because well mainly mainly because he's kind of stuck with like bad guns because his his main weapon is a flamethrower in fairness i'm not too fond of the shotgun like on the whatever mm. guy is he the, what, engineer engineer yeah it's not that effective unless the things are right in your face well i mean <laughs> it is literally a shotgun in that yeah. case but yeah, uh, I don't know. The driller, and the grenade launcher's not got enough ammo to be useful all that much. True, but the driller, ha- the, it it's a class that you that people naturally gravitate away from. Hmm. If you could say that, <laughs> that probably makes sense. But okay, anti gravitate. Yeah, people that just see it and think that it's the dumb class, and then <laughs> then don't play it. But I think it is probably worthwhile. Mm. In significantly in some cases. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If we do hit that insurmountable barrier, we can just start other classes. Well, I mean, this whole game is not really made to have that kind of progression barrier at all. Mm. It's like everything from the start should be possible. There's only very minor unlocks and upgrades, really. And it's just scaling the difficulty level to your actual experience, not really your unlocks. Mm. I mean, you are making your guns more powerful. But... Yeah, a little bit. But it's mm. not like super overwhelmingly noticeable. And then you get the weapon unlocks, but they're really just alternates rather than upgrades. Because mm. I've unlocked a couple of those. I've unlocked them. Because you get... You, I think you only get one. So it's only an alternate weapon for primary and secondary. So you might be able to get rid of that shotgun and the grenade launcher. <laughs> I don't know what the engineer's unlocks are, though. The ones I've unlocked are for the, the gunner has like... Well, there was like an SMG on my list. Like, oh, what the, I don't know if that unlocked it for the engineer or whatever. Yeah, that thing. might have been one of the other characters, possibly. Yeah. But the, the gunner has, instead of his minigun, he has what is basically the Titanfall equivalent. Like, it's, imagine Titanfall, the minigun on the, on the Titans. Yeah. Now imagine what the second version of that is that you unlock quite early in Titanfall. Man, I can't remember. It's like the, is it, like the, the high explosive thing. Like, it's like the tank. Cannon oh yeah, esque. Oh, I, I love auto that. cannon. Thing. Yeah, that was the one. I mean, this is how much I remember Titanfall. Weirdly, like despite how much I love that game, and that was the weapon I used yeah. all the time. 
that was the kind of obvious second weapon to go to in Titanfall. Mm. So yeah, he has basically that. It's like an auto cannon that has like sort of small explosions instead of the minigun, mm. and it's still rapid fire and fairly inaccurate. But the explosion splash damage kind of deals with that. Did you hear about like like Titanfall Two had a odd resurgence? Yeah, recently. Well, it's because it was on a free weekend on Steam. Oh, so, right. So it drew a lot of people in. That was probably partially why. I wonder if that stayed active well, after that. Yeah, maybe for a while. And Titanfall 2 is a great game. Yep. And even though the multiplayer I don't think hit as hard as the first, no. just because of its, it wasn't as unique, well, and it played. It still played brilliantly. Well, the thing I always thought about Titanfall 2, even though I didn't play it, was like... It got too complicated. I liked it when it was just simpler. Oh, what, you just preferred attrition? Yeah. Like, just running around shooting dudes? Well, it's the same situation. Almost the same thing as for two, right? Just like Turf War. It's just like, I don't right. I don't need fancy modes. I don't need extra complicated moves, like the grapple hook or all that, or, like, the boarding Titan to pull out power cores thing. Right. Like, I don't need any of that. <laughs> I just want the straight gameplay. And the, the modes were decent in two. They were refined in a way that were great. Like, I, yeah, I sort of agree with you in the first one. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Titan-only mode, or whatever that was. No. But... Titanfall 2. Damn decent game. Where the hell's Titanfall 3? <sighs> yeah, they said they weren't making it. I know. Damn you, Apex Legends. And then, I guess, the other gun that I unlocked was for the Scout. Because you have a little SMG as the Scout as your default gun. But the one I unlocked is the M1, basically. Oh, what, with it like a ping? <laughs> yeah, supposedly. I haven't heard it yet, because I haven't used it. Oh man, it's called the M1000. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the kind of gods. <laughs> but supposedly it has like a charge mechanism as well in this version. Like you can fire it like the regular M1 hip shot. It mm. just like fires the clip and then pings, presumably. But supposedly, if you hold down the button, you do like a focus shot that's better for weak points. So oh, it like cool. charges. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if that will be. Maybe that makes a really big ping. <laughs> or it just dumps the whole cliff at once yeah we'll see how that goes next time we play because I'm playing the scout with Rob he's playing the engineer mm-hmm. I'm I'm making a platform and and turrets and turrets <laughs> which definitely helps with low numbers of people yeah because playing it single player also you have that robot that follows you around I don't know why they wouldn't allow that in like two player maybe <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have one robot join yeah one robot along with the two people but then again, even in single player, that robot sometimes feels kind of overpowered. Hmm. Where it's like, I'm almost not doing any of the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Except where there's a lot of enemies. It can't really handle, it can handle the, you know, the roaming single, like, little groups that you get as you explore, but maybe not the waves. Hmm. The, the horde equivalent, yeah. whatever it's called. Swarms. Swarms. So I tur- I did eventually in solo turn it up to difficulty three as well to see if I could manage that in by myself. I mean I'm sure it scales to the number of players anyway, so sure, <laughs> that won't yeah. be the same as in. But what, as soon as I turned it up to that level, it was like oh now I'm getting the special, more specialized enemies. It's not just all the generics. Mm. Get that enemy, the, the enemy that we did see one of the, the healer, the healer, yeah, the buffs the other enemies. Yeah, because we saw that and we're like, Ooh. and some of the <laughs> we've not seen that before. Some of the bigger like tank enemies as well. The fully armored ones, right? Although those, of course, really suck to fight in single player because yeah, you, you can't to, really get behind to, them. <laughs> yeah, you need to reveal the back. So we'll probably play more of that soon. Yeah, it's good fun. 
and you know the dedicated shout rock and stone yep. button. Always appreciated. Or just cough. Or just yeah, when you're in the lobby, you can just <laughs> That's cough. not the same button. That's actually a different button. Well, yeah, because it, it would normally be "Hey, come here" or something. The shout button. It's like, but we're in the lobby. You just cough or burp or something. It's... And you can buy beers. Yep. You can have drunk dwarfs. And there's a barrel kicking game that's actually kind of fun. <laughs> For how simple it is. Think Rock Galactic's good. Yep. And you know, surprisingly value for money really even on sale like even not on sale what, it's only like 20 quid something like that yeah it's and they've definitely been doing a good job with the updates supposedly the next update might actually be kind of important well the next update the next update is mainly going to be for mods i hear like they're right oh, okay they're going to introduce modding more legitimately than it has been interesting I mean, it's interesting because even in in this patch that we're on right now, they've that patch included save files, basically. <coughs> oh right, so they can so, so you, when could, you do do modding. You like, can have like a separate, separate character, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm not like how that will lock your progress to the mods because presumably because it's I, an I, online I, multiplayer yeah. game, they'll have to do some version matching or something. I yeah. guess. Or maybe it only works in private lobby. Well, yeah, or yeah. maybe it's friends only or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, the next big patch is supposedly modding, but I think they're also intending to do a fairly significant like content drop as well with that, or maybe the next patch. Don't know what that actually means. I think they've definitely teased some more enemy types. So always good even beyond the ones that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it it feels like there's still a whole lot I mean, I don't know how true it is, but where well, I've seen anyway, it still feels like there's a whole lot more to discover. I think we've coincidentally ended up in the same environments a lot. Right. We haven't really been into all of the environments, I don't think, yet. Mate, is that just because we're limited on what like we can pick for me currently? Because I'm not, I haven't got all the areas, like the the well, the think, physical areas. I think you do now because you finished the first assignment, that really long one, right? Because now you're on oh, the, the gun tutorial assignment. one. Yeah, yeah, the tutorial assignment. I think you do have access to all the oh, areas. I thought there were a couple of spots I couldn't get to. But it does the rolling. It's on a timer. Like, oh, it unlocks I different see. areas on a loop. Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon style. <laughs> Except it's not two. It's like most of them. I see. Yeah, <laughs> More yeah. than half of them. Yeah, because there were like three, maybe, locked out. But I think we've just coincidentally every time... Because we've still been doing the whatever mission we need to do to progress the assignments, obviously, because why yeah. wouldn't you? But I think we've just coincidentally always ended up in mostly the same environments. Hmm. I've mainly been on my solo character. I've mainly been doing the ice environment whenever it's available because mm. mainly because I need the special material that spawns there for the upgrades. Yeast cones? No, not the plants. The, <laughs> the special metal materials. Cucumbers? No. Yeah. Well, yes. I was about to say no, but yes. Actually, the cucumber. That's what we call them, but because they look a bit like a cucumber. They look like a cucumber, but it's actually a type of mineral. <laughs> Yeast cones. Yep, yeast cones. <laughs> I mean, that game's been hilarious even when we failed to run. Like, when we spent ages... Like, that really awkward one when none of us could find the way back. Even though we should have just followed the really obvious breakout trail, but we I didn't. know, we didn't. And we all got lost, and then we all died. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was a really long damn mission as well. Well, they all are, really. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, you can probably speedrun some of those mission types mm. quite quickly. 
like the one that we just did last time last night. Oh yeah, when it's all sort of localized in where, a single yeah, where area. you just have to bring seven of those things into the middle. You yeah. probably do that in like ten minutes. Well, you're not traveling very far. Yeah, I mean the classic mule one. I could imagine some of the generation being really bloody awkward. Yeah, the deep the deeper caves when it's like the cave complexity is high. Yeah, that rating that's separate from the difficulty and the hazard rating. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, Derg. Yep. Re- recommend. And we've not, we're only scratching the, well, it's not really scratching the surface. We're, only, <laughs> we're scratching the middle. We're only, we're only scratching underneath the. <laughs> we're scratching the undercrust. <laughs> Lovely phrasing. Yep. As long as there's no secretions. <laughs> well, there are quite a lot of secretions <laughs> from secretions all these enemies. The undercrust, All right, <laughs> Rob. What have you been playing, man? In the time that you had to be able to play, yeah. Games, honestly, honestly, you had any huge... time, yeah. Yeah, not a, not a huge amount. Um, yeah. I basically just spent my like the little pockets of time I had leading up to the move, uh, getting sucked into FF12. Still, it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, that is kind of a. a, a relaxed game yeah <laughs> it was it's like i didn't because i fell into the grind basically yeah. i fell into the classic final fantasy grind because i hit um i, I sort of hit a section in the story like, i was sort of mainlining it and then i sort of hit a section in the story where there's a bit where you just enemies are swarming you at all times and it did the thing that i found mar- find mildly annoying with this where it's like you're supposed to run right and FF12 like the first when it tells you about the run mechanic it basically does say yeah just, there will there will be times where you need to do this but then of course when you get to those moments it's not clear that that's the appropriate strategy until you've probably died a couple times yeah so there's this one there's this one bit where basically enemies just keep just kept spawning in faster than I could kill them and they were hardy enough that they were a problem um and it's like, okay, am I? I'm not quite sure if I'm under leveled or if this is intended to be a running sequence. Mm. But you know, it was sort of borderline, <laughs> right? Really, really awkwardly borderline. Um, uh, and so then I went off and like I tried to do. Okay, look, I've got a couple of side quests I need to do. I've got a couple of big enemies I need to that are on my hunt list. And it's like, let's go have a stab at those. Just wipes the floor with me. And I'm like, right. but these are like right at the top of the list. Like these are like the rank one hunts. Like, am I supposed to be way higher level to deal with these right now? Mm. Um, so I sunk into the grind and just spent some time doing that. And because it's kind of easy to do that, right? Like if you enter into an area where your your levels are sort of similar to the to the bad guys, and you set up your gambits right. <laughs> yep, you don't need to do a waste anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you just let let the gambit system take care of it. And because you're leveling up and like every time you kill something, you gain license points, you can then put those license points into opening up more gambit slots. Hmm. Like, so I'm building up a bigger list of automatic commands. And um, the, the sort of the bigger hurdle I'm running into is I haven't found places to buy the you magic. And, well, no. Well, there's, I think every, as far as I can tell, every gambit store you come across sells every single type of gambit. You know, like, you're not okay. limited to finding the gambits. It's like, yeah, they cost a bit of money, but they're not expensive. Um, so you can build up your list like that. Um, I have come across the problem where there, there just doesn't appear to be gambits to do what I want to do. <laughs> like, I can't program it as well as I would like to, which Damn is it. probably intentional. There might be things <laughs> where it's like, Hey, it wants you to actually take control. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
um, like little things. Like uh, like so, one of the weapons I came across was is a healing rod, um, and it's a physical weapon that that my white mage can wield. Um, but you have to you have to hit someone with it. Yeah, that's a classic. But it does damage when you hit them, and then imbues them with regen. Oh, okay, that's not not exactly how it works in old photos. So it's but as an item, it's pretty useful. Yeah. Um, but you can't, uh, you can't just tell your team to attack allies. No, because she'd do it all the time. <laughs> oh, right. And she'd do it stronger than the regen's worth. <laughs> so it's like I can't. So that's going to have to be a manual thing. I'll just have to use it when I want. Uh. And there's little things like, like, so I've started refining things. Like, so, like, I had, uh, if you put buffs, for instance, on on a character, like, you just say, oh, on an ally, cast this buff. It's like you don't necessarily want that because they they will cast it as soon as the buff runs out. So mm. you're always buffed. So you might want to tie it to, oh, if you've entered a fight and there's, like, you use the gambit, there's a foe or something, right? Um, and then, or if there's like, uh, it, it words it really. It'll be like ally colon there's two or more foes present, something like that, and then use this spell. And you can use that to sort of be like, okay, I've got into a fight with multiple things, get all your buffs out, right. kind of thing. So you're not burning magic points all the time. Um, the game's pretty lenient with magic points. You do recover them over time just by wandering around. Um, and every time you hit a save point, you get all of them back. But you can run out. That is a thing. And it is a problem. Um my uh, white mage has a move called charge, which will sit there for a bit and go, and then gain about 30 magic points. <laughs> so I could sort of keep her going, but it costs time. Can, um, you, can you, I guess not in this game, because that's not how this works, but you can't just job spec everyone into all the jobs and just have everyone get that move. No. So there's a, there's a limit. There are, um, so it limits you to, so if a character is already in that job, I don't think you could put another character into that job. So you can only have one of each at a time. Yeah, but so as far as I can, there are six main characters, and I don't think there's room for any more because uh, you eventually you earn the you earn the ability to give everyone a second job. Yeah, um, which is new to the Zodiac Age. That wasn't in the original. Um, and when you do that, like obviously now I've got all twelve jobs filled. as secondaries. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've, well, they don't really count as primary, secondary. You just have both, right? Um, so, yeah, now I've got now I've got the ho- the whole list filled. It's like if there are any more main characters, and it's like, how does that work? Do I then start being able to double up? Um, and I, I, I didn't. I'm not sure. I found the optimum combo. Like uh, there were certain things where it's like, hey, that my character. I want to make sure every character can actually has stuff to use their magic points with. But I'm not sure there are as many roles as there are. Like I'm not sure there's an even split, right? Like, maybe, Between physical and magical. Yeah, and I might have just bollocks that up. Like that's <laughs> that's entirely possible that I just did. so I've ended up with two characters that are basically really only useful at physical, hmm. um, and don't really and they have they can learn abilities to be like oh I'll gain magic points when I kill stuff and then I'm like well what am I going to use them on? <laughs> there is like one move that I haven't uh, one technique that I haven't found um, the ability to buy that sounds like it might solve that problem because it can be like. Um, well, it's called infuse, and it's basically effectively give your magic points to someone else. Oh, right. Um, so that could be useful, but I haven't found where that is. And I could possibly gambit that up, like, oh, if an ally's magic points falls behind, falls below a certain level, then tr- attempt to infuse them. Yeah. But then that could get weird because it's like, uh, like, okay, what if someone who's doing the infuse then suddenly becomes the target of someone else's infuse? They end up with a weird back <laughs> and forth infusion that's going to break the system. Mm. 
Or maybe I have to only have one infusion character in the party at any one time. I mean, I assume from the way you're saying this that, like, they don't really retain skills after they change jobs. Like, you don't, you can't learn no, you keep, a skill. You keep them all. Oh, the, the, the system's really strange. Like, maybe I should try and explain it. So, uh, you need the license to use, you need to have earned the license through license points on a job board yeah. in order to earn the ability to use uh, a magic or a technic or a weapon or an armor or accessories. That doesn't mean you have them. You you have to buy the magicite for a specific spell, for instance. So if you've even if you've learnt the license for Cura, you can't use Cura until you've bought Cura right. or you've found the magicite in the world. Same with the weapons. I can't use a katana until I've learnt, or a specific katana. I can't use a part. Uh, take, let's take spears. I can't use a partisan until I've learnt spears too. Right. And I found the partisan. <laughs> So it's a little bizarre like that. So you're not really, once you've learned the license for something, you can use it as long as you've bought the thing or found the thing. But then how's that linked to the jobs? So uh, the white mage, for instance, I, she only gets the, she gets the license for cure. The other characters, if they don't have the license for cure, they can't use cure. Right. So the job is important in that respect. But uh, then, like rods what, are tied but to then the job. what if you so learn the license for cure and then switched her off of white mage? You couldn't do that. Once you once you're on a job, you can't change jobs. No, right. That's the actual key then. <laughs> yeah. You can you can double stack the jobs, like I said. Like you get a secondary job. But they're not really primary secondary. They they you can like, everyone has two jobs. Right. But as far as I get, well, hmm. You can change them. But you have to visit a specific character, and I've not done that. Right. And I don't know how that works yet. I don't know if I have to... How does that work now I've filled the job list? <laughs> like, I've not tried that. Because I'm kind of happy where things sit right, right. now. Um, yeah, you might... Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I mean, know that, that, works. that is the obvious... In like, I think it, I think it resets the license. Yeah, I wouldn't... Judging by the way the rest of this is work, that would make sense. But like, you know, Brave Default and old Fire City Tactics, it was all, it was, you you have a primary and secondary job, but what you actually have is like all these other extra skills from the jobs, other jobs that you've already been, that, that you've learned, that, that you could, well, not necessarily all of them, but especially passives usually. Right, you retain them. You retain those even think, regardless of what job you are. I think what happens here is like, yeah, there are passives. So you can think like there are swiftness and things like that. Let's like increase your action speed by 10% or... Uh, magic law, which just like increase your potency by some unknown number. It doesn't doesn't even tell you. It just says increase your potency. And like, and there's ones for physical, and there's ones for potions. Make potions more effective. Um, I presume I think that means make potions effective if they're used on you, not if you use them. It's not clear. Um, or make remedy uh, like fix certain fix more things like because mm. remedy that, that's another weird thing remedy is usually usually fix everything right in final fantasy mm, yeah mostly whereas here you'd like i think you have to learn remedy law in order for it to fix certain things <laughs> and I, I and and if it's like what i think it is in that it affects you like a remedy can fix you then that's a hard thing to keep track of right because rather than global. You, yeah rather than you just having a character that can just throw out remedies and fix everyone. Yeah, because I mean, when, when we did Fire Fantasy 7, you have like a sooner, but that doesn't fix everything. You have the other mm. the other types of cures that yeah. are but not cures. 
Yes, you can set up gambits for debuffs and things like that as well. And you can set up gambits for fixed things. Like, so I've got like, oh, if you're silenced, because that's really annoying, yeah. cast Vox on them to unsilence. Um, or if you could do that with an item as well. You could have like throw Echo yeah, or whatever it is and Echo someone so they don't have silence. But yeah, hey, once you've got the magic, you might as well use the magic classically. Uh, so all the systems are kind of interesting. I still think the story is naff. <laughs> Like, is it even making any more sense at this point? I mean, I mean, kinda. That whole thing I said about the whole intro sequence being completely pointless. Yeah, of course it wasn't pointless. Like, characters aren't dead. Who you think are dead? Like all the conspiracy again, as always. I mean, not really a conspiracy. There's, 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 there's a very obvious bad guy, or they're trying to paste him as a bad. He doesn't seem like weirdly to me from what I've seen of him. He doesn't obviously feel like the bad guy. Right, it's it's weird, but everyone is describing him as the bad guy, and like so, I don't really understand what's going on there. And there's there's now this interesting, there's a vaguely there's I think there's hints of interesting stuff that's not that maybe I've just not explored well yet. But it's they're hinting that like oh hey we might be able to recover Delmasca from the Empire right and uh, from the Arcadian Empire. But then if we do that. Arcadia and the other big nation, the other side of Ivalice, Rosaria, they're about to get into a massive fight and we'd be the battlefield. So maybe we don't actually want to free ourselves from Arcadia just yet, because maybe we want the fight to be pushed out of Dalmasca. Hmm. It's it's weird. And like that side is kind of interesting, but it's it feels, I don't know, I think the whole story is a bit unfocused. And Vaughn, the main character, seems to have had a weird change of heart that, like, but Vaughn's basically done nothing this entire time other than just tag along. And now he's all like, I want to achieve something. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the main character of this game. Yeah, they suddenly have a sort of weird moment where he's like, I, I need to go find what I'm for, kind of thing. And it's like, well, yep, so do I, I guess. It's like, you're, you seem kind of pointless right now other than just hanging out. As long as he doesn't turn out to be like an alien like in Final Fantasy IX. Well, <laughs> there is a there's a hint that there's more to him. I'm sure. There yeah. always is. Because he seems to know something. Or he sees something that one of the other... Where it makes sense for one of the other characters to have seen, but why did Vaughn see it? Oh no, now we're getting into Final Fantasy VIII where it's all memory loss and, alter- and like remembering other people's oh, timelines. It'll be bloodlines. <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm calling it here. It'll be bloodlines because there's a, there's a thing that like there's these things called the nethersites, like, like magic stones, effectively that effectively suck up magic power from around them and then sort of explode, right? In a fancy cutscene. Um, but they, in theory, they can only be used by people of the royal bloodline. Oh, okay. From like all of the bloodline of the dynast king. <laughs> and so I'm, it seems pretty obvious that Van must be of the bloodline because <laughs> he did it once. Well, he hasn't done it, but he's seeing the things that the person who is of the bloodline is seeing things. So it's so he is going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. He's probably going to win the game. Yep. Um, But yeah, as a sort of like I, I don't know. Outsider looking in, you might think the grind is kind of dull, but you know what? It's been like you said, been kind of relaxing just to wander around, stabbing things. Yeah. Until you get into a new area, and suddenly the difficulty bumps up, and you're like, okay, right. Rejigger all these orders. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a, or I'm in a little bit of trouble here. Let's let's sort this out. Um, uh, and it's it's got a little less brown, <laughs> but it was brown for a long time. It's now sort of green. 
sort of green. I mean, what the, what it calls jungle, but it's actually just a weird cave. Like, I, 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 don't, I, don't, weird. I, I don't really understand. Like, I think everything's still a bit muted feeling, like color-wise and palette-wise, but mm. at least it's less brown. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's still a weird one, but I'm going to stick with it. I'll keep going. Um, I'm just trying to think what else, really. I guess the only other thing I kind of wanted to talk about is um, I briefly toyed with this thing on Steam, which is free. Um, you can all play it, but it's a, it's a sort of demo for an upcoming game called Unbeatable, um, which is kind of advertising itself as an anime RPG rhythm game. Well, it makes it sound like like the fights you're going to have will be a rhythm game. Mm. Um, and basically, this what this is. This is called Unbeatable White Label. Is just a rhythm game. Like it's just that part of it. Like, and I guess it's just like a trial for the system, right? Um, because ultimately, the rhythm game is really simple. It's a two button rhythm game. You've got like up and down, and that's kind of the only thing. But they confuse it a little bit with the visuals, right? So, like, knowing what... If you knew the pattern, like, off by heart, you could do it, like, just like a rhythm game. You could close your eyes and just do it. But, like, they they throw stuff at you from both directions, left and right. So using just up and down isn't necessarily so obvious sometimes. It throws me because I'm trying to push left and right sometimes. <laughs> right. I mean, it doesn't help that basically up is on one side of the, the controller and down is on the other side of the controller. So that's already mildly confusing. <laughs> um. And then stuff's coming at you, yeah. And uh, there are some things where it's like, okay, you've got, you've got, there's, a, there's a mashy one. We've got to mash it for a while. There's one where you've got to hit it multiple times in rhythm, but the indicator for the rhythm is quite tiny compared to the size of the enemy. There are ones where you hit them once and then they'll change position and you've got to hit them exactly a beat later to hit them again. And that's not 100% clear. Like there is, a, there is an on-screen indicator, but it's not as clear as them just coming at you in a line. You see what I mean? Right. And then there's the anti thing where it's like a bit like step mania i guess where it's like don't be here right like you have to move away from it intentionally which obviously throws you a little bit you're like oh i've got to push the opposite to the thing that's weird um but the music said it's really good like i think it's like a lot of it has been custom made for it and it's um yeah it's decent and the style is decent as well. It's going for that VHS feel, so everything's really scratchy, and it does really weird zooms on some of the hold notes. And oh, cool! But is there much indication of what like the actual rest of the game is going to look like? Are Not you, really. Are you playing no. the like rhythm game segments in between like a visual novel? <laughs> That's my worry, right? That it, <laughs> that it could end up being that. Um, and there's there's I mean there's when I played it, there's some stuff that like very badly broke. So I'd like I missed a story segment, for instance, because it just didn't function. So I quit out of it and then just went back playing the rhythm game and right. it didn't come up again. But this this thing presents it as having like an intro sort of like in, introspective about the main character, I guess. So like like so they, he she's like, Oh, this thing happened and then you do the rhythm thing and then sometimes you'll get a little weird cutaway that's like a slogan or something with a picture like to go with it and that's the progression right now but i think i think where he wants to get to is more of an yeah as i say this big like rpg kind of thing and the fights kind of happen around it and there's and there's a narrative with your band and things like that there's hints of that in this like the whole opening is like a narrative with your band that leads to the tutorial right which by the way is kind of bad the <laughs> tutorial's not great like because the tutorial apparently is better if you pick a certain option in the in the in the in the vocal choice, like or in the speech. 
I guess. Like, so it's like if you pick Go Easy on me, then you'll get a what makes more sense as a tutorial, <laughs> right? Because it is because I guess it's actually trying to be more of a tutorial in that case. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I picked, now nah, I'm ready. <laughs> thinking that was like what the character was 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 going to be right and it's like and then it, it while it did give did give me prompts it didn't just flow very well um to learn the game but i think it's got promise and it's free so you might as well check it out get a free get yourself a free rhythm game well a free part of a rhythm game i guess yeah i had fun with it for a couple hours uh yeah i'm interested to see where it goes That's probably it. I can't really think of a great deal. Now I guess you can go and play Friday Night Funkin. That's also free. Friday Night Funkin. Yeah, I've heard about this. Like <laughs> you heard about this from me on the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in a rhythm game mood and want that Step Mania vibe, yeah. Well, more literally in that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that the game you were talking about sounds more like One Finger Death Punch. Only a rhythm game. Yeah, in a way, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is pretty similar. Even in in presentation, yeah. Well, yeah, two not, sides coming at you. And it's not nearly as cool as the stickman fighting. Like, no. It's pretty simplistic right now, but... I like the cut of its jib or whatever it is. Well, you like the cut of the rhythm game part of its jib. <laughs> yeah. Remains to be seen what anime bullshit happens otherwise. <laughs> depends what kind of like anime it is, right? If it's like... They so lean into the bat bat shit, then that's fine. That's the kind of anime I want. And uh, I guess while I was not playing rhythm rhythm games or games at all, really, like I mentioned it earlier, but I'm basically I'm watching Evangelion, right. which I'd never done before, and it's on Netflix in a in apparently in a decent form because like if you don't know, like ne- Evangelion went through several revisions apparently, and it's really awkward if you go try and watch it now. Mm. Except the Netflix version is the revised version with like a nice flow to it. Uh, I mean, I guess this is, I don't know how early this is in the, like, anime mecha. Fairly early, I guess. Yeah, pretty early, I think. But it's, um, yeah, it's pretty weird. It's, but it's good. I hate the main character. I think that may be intentional. Since, <laughs> yes, since Shinji's an idiot. And, like, one of the characters keeps calling him an idiot, and she's not wrong. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute, uh, he's really irritating. He's a tool. Yeah, kind of. Also, literally, dumb up that. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's you know, I want to, I want it to get to the, the existential stuff, though, right? Yeah, but that only happens in like the last two episodes, yeah. as usual, and the film. Oh, well, yeah, which follows on afterwards. <laughs> um, and maybe the other films. It's like, like that's where it get, where I get a bit lost. I think like. I think there's only one thing you need to watch after the series on Netflix and then you're probably good. But there are other weird things. Like the film's literally called The End of Evangelion. <laughs> um, yeah, it's another mild recommendation. I'm enjoying it. It's not as weird as Ra's Zephon. Really? <laughs> I mean, not many things are as weird as Ra's Zephon and Shadows. I didn't would have thought it was quite exactly the same because that's the whole <laughs> thing about Raz I mean, is basically <laughs> just ripping off the whole story. I mean, it's, there's an awful lot of similarities, but if you would like, I don't know, like you and I, we went into Raz on like, first. yeah, first, <laughs> and it's, um, and it, it doesn't waste any time getting to the weird stuff. Oh, okay. Whereas this is quite, 
Well, I suppose the weird stuff was a bit weirder. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's not like, well, I think even from what I understand, is going to get there, but like, it's fairly more explicit right at the start that like the enemies, especially, are weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, and there's 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 a hint very early on that the 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 mechas are weird. Yeah, um, uh, but then it doesn't come up for ages. Yeah, right, because it focuses on Sinji being an idiot <laughs> kind of thing, and it's like there's this, there's this one episode where. And I don't know if this is brilliant or terrible. I can't. I haven't made my mind up on it. But there's a shot basically at the end of this episode where uh, Sinji's basically wanted to run away from the whole thing, and that's because that's a recurring theme. Well, I mean, that's a classic protagonist in anime. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's it, yeah, it's a super recurring theme in this, and everyone has a go at him about it repeatedly. Um, uh, yeah, so he's uh, and he decides to stay, and it just ends on a shot of him and. The, the captain or whatever, like his, his mentor. Right. And they're just staring at each other with cicadas, like sound effects in the background, a little bit of heat haze. And there's just them standing, looking at each other for a, probably three minutes. <laughs> okay. Just a single shot. It's really weird and gets properly uncomfortable after a while. And then I think someone says, welcome home. And that's the end of the episode. And it's... They turned up the drama slightly too far. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's just a kid who's an idiot. Like, like someone would be like, I'm sure she would be all like, "I'm glad you're back. You're an idiot." <laughs> it's it's a weird thing, and but it's also like got a little bit of like he's the chosen one going well, on. Probably because he is. Yeah, but we don't know why yet or any of that. Like everyone's referring, we, we put all our hopes on you, and it's like, what? Why? Why did you put all our, ho- all our hopes on idiot kid? What's going on? I'm two thirds through it, so it's like yeah. So you'll probably in like two or three more episodes. There'll be the flashback episode, yeah, and then you'll get into the end game. <laughs> I'm pretty certain the flashback episode is next. Actually, yeah. <laughs> reading the Netflix description, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like Netflix and like anime side of it. It's good. Yeah, it's good that they pay attention to it. Did I tell you? I must have mentioned it on the last podcast. That was a, like Attack on Titan wasn't that it wasn't the final season. No, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a final half season. Damn it! <laughs> You've been playing, Dad. Yeah. Have you um, continued playing Mario? Uh, no, I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. <laughs> I guess. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I mostly played playing some of that. I played some more Wipeout. Um, I played Res, bit of that. Yeah, that's... fabulous. These are all games that are like the same as they were. <laughs> I mean, you know, some updates and stuff. Tony Hawk's is Tony Hawk's. But, but now you can manual. But yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can revert and manual. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, revert manual. It's, it's taking a while to get to get to the point where you, you know you can string it together, right? Where you are used to reverting and then into a manual and then onto the next thing and then off and then into another manual. And do you still stuff. have to? I I don't remember from that, that old, but like even in Tony Hawk's one, you still have to upgrade your stats, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was important. So, so like you need to upgrade your balance stat, and then you yeah, can manual yeah. everywhere. That really helps. Or your manual stat if it's separate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Does it? Uh, is, is the game rebalanced? Like, so combos like, or combo requirements, if there is such a thing, I don't know. 
but it's a game balance to, yeah to, to include the fact that you can now make bigger combos because of manuals uh i i don't know because i don't remember what the score yeah, requirements you, were would you be able to tell the yeah. game i didn't even play it's just interesting game. Like, is it, i guess two. i guess I, the, yeah i mean i guess the question is is like does it feel like it's forcing you to manual uh well not in the early stages i don't think i think you can reach mm. you can't reach you can reach the pro score but maybe not the super score or whatever um uh, but yeah uh, so yeah but i will carry on with that uh, play some presumably manual. there wouldn't even be like there wouldn't be manual gaps in tony hawk one levels because the manual didn't exist no no i mean not not set up for it yeah but you can you can manual between things but it yeah but it won't give you a gap yeah yeah <laughs> I don't think they've added any gaps. The manual was in two. Oh, your manual was in two, but and the revert was in three. Yeah, revert was three. Yeah, but they've got both in in one, two, and one and two. Yeah, new levels, updated levels. Yeah, so that's cool. Good looking game, isn't it? Yeah, it looks good and it plays nice and smooth. I think the PS5, you know, patch gives can get do 120 frames, which would be pretty nice. Yeah. I assume all yeah. the all the like stage animations are less jank <laughs> than they were in Tony Hawk's too. Like that helicopter taking off all the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the ball, yeah. Yeah. I like it but still has the stupid want... flybys, you know, when you go into the levels showing you all the different things to look yeah. out for. Yeah. Do I do I want it to be less jank? <laughs> That's the sure thing. It's like I, maybe it's a little too polished. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it works. Yeah, that's cool. Wasn't there a um? I, I can't remember if it was confirmed or not. But isn't there a rumor flying around that they're actually going to make another Tony Hawk's game, like a oh, like really? maybe a six? <laughs> I mean, it was a disaster before, but this went well. So they just well, oh, it's a different team, isn't it? Like one plus two is a different yeah. team that made five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you could argue that remakes is a whole different thing, anyway. Well, true. <laughs> well, not the yeah. same as making a new game. Yeah, yeah, having... but but I guess the difference is because oh, I know. Um, I was about to say like this time they look they you know they done one and two so they know what they're doing right like but then that kind of happened with the last one because they did that Tony Hawk's HD yeah thing and then made five yeah. right so they should have known what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, but Tony Hawk's HD wasn't as good as this, right? No, no, <laughs> that uh, wasn't even a good remake. No. <laughs> Maybe this will be like Sonic Mania, where the guys, you know, made figured out how to perfectly right, remake yeah. the original, so now can make an original game. But they don't have the license any longer, right? Mm. Tony Hawk's is out. Yeah, is he? I think so. That wasn't five meant to be the last one of his contract. Well, it depends what kind of contract they offered. Well, the, like I a new, think, like I, a new contract. <laughs> well, sure, but I think that was meant to be the last one. Mm. Yeah. Money. I mean, he's I mean, definitely honestly, in this Why one, is it still so. Tony Hawk at this point? I mean, because no one, he, there's no, there's never been a bigger name in skateboarding, even yeah, now. But, like no, no modern child is going to know his name apart from from the game. From the game, so, it's like, enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, don't know. I think up until fairly recently, he was still competing, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, he's yeah. retired now. I think, isn't he? I think it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he still does a lot of work for the. "Quote unquote the sport." Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't think, but... like I don't know if you keep on calling it Tony Hawk, though. What just call it pro skater? I mean, that would have made more sense if you'd done that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Pro skating was the brand, and then you could like have different Madden, cover athletes. It? It's just like, like, yeah, but Madden is a whole <laughs> other situation of this weird, like, why we end up with this name. <laughs> that is strange, isn't it? Yeah. Why is it not just called NFL? Oh, there you go. What's the Tiger Woods? Oh. What are the golf games called these days? PGA Tour. PGA Tour. Oh, that's what yeah. they used to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've gone back to that. And they did occasionally try to not be Tiger Woods. Oh yeah, they did Rory McIlroy. Yeah, <laughs> nice try. That was not necessarily because people cared more about him. It was more like they couldn't care about Tiger at that specific moment mm-hmm. <laughs> for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, I guess a similar problem, but they tried, right? Isn't it that no one's as recognizable as Tiger in the sport? Well, sure. Even now, right? No one's. And then there, there have been probably more successful golfers at this point. Have there? I don't know. I'm not sure, but like maybe they have. Not yet, maybe. Um, did he actually be beat? Did he beat Jack Nicklaus? Then oh, I don't know. I don't know that he did. I don't know if he did. Arnold Palmer. Like they made <laughs> Lewis Hamilton racing or something like that, which they might as well have done. You yeah, know, he's the most yeah. successful. Well, that would be. I mean, yeah. Well. I think that was because, hmm. well, in F1's case, I guess there's no, there's no, there's no other le- league of F1. I guess because <laughs> F1 is just F1. Yeah, unless you want to count like the other racing leagues. <laughs> sure, but they're not they're not the same class. I guess mm. F1 is just F1 by itself. But Hamilton will have had to have come up for a few of the classes. Sure, yeah. I mean, if you want to make the Lewis Hampton game where you do yeah. karting and like F2 yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting but... work, work your way up to it I mean I'm surprised they haven't like just factored that into the F1 game in some way <laughs> I could easily see it being like a throwaway mode where it's just like here's the carts <laughs> or maybe the, maybe the license for both F1 and F2 is a bit much like I don't know maybe I don't know I, I imagine that organisation charges a lot for that license, but do they would that organization even consider those separate licenses? Mm. <laughs> would they even imagine that someone would care enough about F2 to buy it as a separate license? <laughs> I think the license goes. I heard that that the, the, the most recent WRX is actually all right, like not a, not a Codemasters rally game, sure, and they've actually got it to the point where they're okay. I forget which one I tried. Like, was it like WRX four or five or something? And it yeah, was, a, it, was a, like that. it was a bit ropey. Okay, again, okay, but like maybe yeah. Just nice to see someone else actually try and get good. Always nice to see developers get good. <laughs> it's rare these days. I mean, obvious rare joke. <laughs> I mean, they they needed to get re good, <laughs> <laughs> re good. Well, I'm sure that new perfect dark will solve everything. Oh yeah, that's going to be the one. <laughs> oh, dear. It's about recycling, isn't it? Oh, it's about the economy. Econ- I was about to say economy, <laughs> about ecology. I think maybe. So. Oh. But who knows what the conspiracy theory behind that is? Because <laughs> there's got to be one. Right, I think we're. Out of time for this podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, 
check out our YouTube channel and we'll be back up and running with this new studio. Well, we already are, but I'm sure it'll be even more kitted out before long. It will, it will get, I mean, it's not going to change in the next week, but no. the week after maybe. We week might, after. Might be a bit yeah. nicer. We'll I mean, I need to get some baffling in here. It's a bit echoey. Yeah, get it. So we're fully baffled. I mean, I'm baffled a lot of the time anyway, so... Um, and well baffled. <laughs> it might not be long until we're all in a in a person podcast, uh, fully in person podcast, maybe. Uh, I was about to few... say it's like an in person podcast, not in a person podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not in a. No, no. I mean, technically, this is a person podcast, right? It's hosted yeah. by people, not not bananas, not, <laughs> not peelies, <laughs> not peelies. <laughs> it's true. Well, for all your person podcast needs, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salakar. Bye. Bye. Bye.